here every day it's gonna get worse every day for a lot of people um it's been getting um not so much worse for some others um you know i'm just kind of haphazardly throwing this together guys not gonna lie i didn't have a lot of time to think about this wasn't really planning on streaming today i kind of thought you know what i'm gonna pencil in after a record month and a record year I think I was like, you know what i'm gonna take the night off probably but you know then we then today turned interesting and and I was like, what else am I going to do for the rest of the evening? I might as well, I'll show up late. I'll go late. I'll go late and, and, and you know, mine the salt, salt, salt the tears, the whole thing. I'm um, just going to give it a couple minutes to catch up here. I'm just really trying to get my bearings still. How are you guys doing? What's going on? It's Friday. It's the end of the week. of uh, It's September already, if you can believe that. That summer went by fast. Very right. Where do we, Nova Scotia, what do we have? Two weeks of, of good weather? That's normally how the, 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 those of us that live and are from Nova Scotia and aren't just entitled ridiculous communist women making TikTok videos about droughts that don't exist and my climate change would know that it's, uh, you know, not, not a dry climate. It rains here. A lot. A lot, actually, being on the coast and everything. And just the way the jet stream moves. So anyway, there's a lot of rain. And uh, ever since the day of, they complained that the the wildfires and the drought and the climate, it rained every single fucking day until right now. I think we had two weeks of good weather, two weeks of really hot weather, and every other day has been raining since May. That's basically how Nova Scotia goes. You're perpetually covered in mud all the time. <laughs> but um, that's how that goes. So the summer's over already. I can't believe it. Uh, hopefully soon. Um, again, if some of you guys have been following my uh, l- legal um, match, b- bad. I don't. I don't know what you would call it. It's not really a battle. It's kind of a. 
I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> Psychological warfare. I don't know, but uh, we're doing well. We're doing well, and we're in really good shape on all of those. And hopefully, sooner than later, I did kind of say it'd probably be next spring, summer before I'll be loose, be able to be off of these uh, restrictions and conditions to you know uh, get back to my life, as it were, and get back to doing what I'm what I'd like to do. Uh, maybe sooner than that. Um, hold hold out or wait out for that. I'll let you know as soon as I'm able. And then, of course, we're planning to hit the road, and uh, we're going to meet some of you, uh, more of you psychotic, you know, crazy people. Some, some of which have um, delivered quite a substantial uh, treasure trove of information that I've been going over today. Um, a lot has been going on. The ADL is uh, <laughs> the most hated thing on Twitter now, uh, deservedly. Very deservedly. That's been, uh, you know, more of that later. Other stuff. Country sucks. No one can live anywhere. Everybody's dying. You know, the usual Canada stuff. But in the interim, I have maintained since day one the innocence and sincerity of not just myself, but many of the other people involved in the community that are simply patriot-minded, you know, good-hearted Canadians that have a serious bone to pick with the way this place is being run. That had been astroturfed and curated into this constructed narrative by, as it would happen, the Canadian element of the Anti-Defamation League, they'll claim they have no formal affiliation, and they, that, that they aren't really just the same nebulous entity that you know operates around the globe, stifling dissent and punishing people for having the wrong opinion. Uh, the Canadian Anti-Hate Network actually built this narrative, and uh, they're mentioned many times! And uh, many different police disclosure files. And now uh, many of these police officers actually, um, you, I'm see, I'm reading the infighting. I've posted several of them on my uh, Telegram channel, uh, some on Twitter. Just, just a taste, though. You should know. I, it should come. And this is why, you know, just do the, do the best you can and your reputation will proceed itself sooner or later, eventually. And it should, it should be known by now that uh, if I say I have something, I have it. You know, I, when have I not, you know, um, I'm hanging on to it. I got thousands of pages, thousands of pages, and there's more coming and it paints a very interesting picture of what's going on inside the, inside the wheelhouse of the CSIS organization, the intelligence organization, the RCMP and, and government officials as well. A lot of infighting, a lot of questioning and doubting the, uh, credibility and the usefulness and the intentions of things like the Canadian Anti-Hate Network, the different police services, the Edmonton Police Service, among, among others, the OPP, saying, what is this coming from? This is just one guy, essentially. We're, we're going we're gonna to invoke the Emergency Act over this? Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. So what it boils down to is uh, the Anti-Hate Network curated and, and built this narrative and they're actually the cause of the Emergency Act being invoked. They created this story, which was lazily copy and pasted by the media, who really like to be entertained and jerked off more than they like to be informed about anything. So they ran with that. And the police lazily, uh, you know, said, I guess. And where is the results? The militias, the weapons, the plots, the... Oh, we had, to, we had to invoke martial law because we were in such danger over me and my friends. Where's the arrests? Where where is any of it? I see a lot of cases getting thrown out and dropped. I, I don't I don't see any arrests. I don't where what's going on? Maybe um you should have paid more attention to some people like for example, 
I, only of the couple dozen of pages I've had time to cover, my lawyers are going through the rest of them as we speak, and so are many other people. And we're 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 growl just some oh, some tasty peaches are in there. Some real good ones. Inspector Simon Pillay, I think, if I'm saying that right. You maybe should have listened. I hope that guy got promoted, but in this country, he probably got demoted or chastised and scorned for saying, and I'm paraphrasing, something like, I think it behooves us to pay attention to the facts here, which paint a different picture of what's going on, rather than the hysteria happening in the media trying to convince people of something else. We should focus on that. And uh, what did happen? Well, they, they focused on the hysteria. And the hysterical people uh, got their way in this country. And the cool, level-headed, you know, sensible folks in the organizations we have, like CSUN and the RCMP, they were ignored or, or not listened to or not taken seriously. And uh, now everybody's got egg on their face. And they can thank Bernie Farber and Evan Balgord for that. More to follow. Um, you know, they're, they're mentioned in there. A lot of people are mentioned in there. We've got, um, you know, so-called witnesses. We've got all kinds of things. <laughs> it's... It's really something. I don't want to, I don't want to, I haven't even seen most of it. I just took it. It's like a tasty soup. You know, you just get a spoonful and you know, that is, that is a great soup. That is outstanding. I'm going to let you finish, but I can't wait to eat the rest of it. That's as far as I've, uh, I've got with it. Um, some, some journalists are already kind of tracking this and, uh, you know, there are some I would talk to. Most I won't because of your past, uh, your history, how you've treated me and how you've treated other people and how you generally are just not reliable and not professionals. But some, some are, you know, reasonable human beings. But it just goes to show you, you know, uh, the truth comes out sooner or later and it's gonna. And uh, if for any of you that are, you know, concerned about, well, when can I, I, once this is fully kind of uh, autopsied, to the satisfaction of my primarily uh, my defense team, and then the rest of the, you know, the litigation team, uh, then then I am going to probably pay to have a website hosted, and I will upload every single page of these thousands and thousands and thousands of pages of of, of documents to illuminate for the Canadian public that your security apparatus you pay billions of dollars for has spent the majority of its time chasing around Phantom Hitler. For years, spending tens of millions of dollars, dozens of agents and agencies and organizations and task forces, and the level of just laziness and ineptitude and staggering, like, shocking levels of autism that can't seem to grasp the difference between someone making a joke and sarcasm. And it, it was, it's, it's crazy to look through and is a stain on Canada's reputation forevermore from now until the end of time. Uh, should serve as the final nail in the coffin. I mean, there has been some other fiascos in the past, hasn't there? <laughs> you know, RCMP and CSIS, this is going to be the icing on the cake of that. Th this is just not a serious place. These people can't be taken seriously, and, and they just can't be trusted to deliver serious information in a serious time. And there wasn't even really a lot of pressure. I mean, there was pressure from the convoy, but could you imagine if we were actually under attack by a foreign state, a professional group of bad actors, say the Chinese military, we go to war with Russia, there's actually an active, you know, unlike the fake pretend, you know, Iranian terror group they're going to tell you is operating all over the country just like I was, you know, pretend there is actually one of those. These people are in charge of, of protecting you from them, and they can't fucking tell the difference between that and this.
They, they genuinely can't. And they're fighting about it in their emails, and you can see it's mental. They are quoting, they're using Kurt Phillips as a resource. Detectives are like, oh, this is some good stuff here. This is, the, this is good stuff here. Really? And anonymous Twitter accounts. I have, I mean, I'm talking hundreds of RCMP. I'm looking through them. Wow, guys. Wow. Who even read this? Who's, who is this? They don't know. They don't care. They're just copy-pasting. It's like watching a high school group chat, you know, pontificate and kind of, you know, get wet over themselves over. It's really wild. It's really something else. So I'm going to put all that on the internet for everybody to see uh, when, the, when the time. When, when, when it makes sense. What am I stepping on? Stepping on something. Oh, it's a button. It's the button to my... What is this tangled? I'm caught in my wires again. Hang on, guys. Oh, God. This is going to be terrible. This fucking place! How does this happen? You're a chair! How is a chair wrapped up in so many wires and cord? Oh my lord! Just get! Oh yeah, there's another light back there, of course, so there's more wires. Why do I do this to myself? I never think of it. It's all after the fact. I'm hoarding... ...wired devices. <laughs> I refused. I don't know, it doesn't matter. All right, let me take a let me read some of this. Katie Campbell, how are you? She says, "I love the um, so Katie loves it. Loves the ominous red glow. Yeah, isn't it good? I've wanted, I've been trying to get one forever, and uh, finally got it. But but now there's wires, so it could be a mixed bag." She says, "It was a pleasure to listen to Morgan another awesome dag earlier this evening. Yeah, she was on with uh, Levine, I think, and Chet Chisholm. Or if I caught that, I've been working here, so I didn't get the chance. But um, they are great." Uh, she says, "You've built a great community here. I hope you recognize that." I, I recognize that I'm very fortunate to have, for some reason, attracted a lot of the best people um, that I have in my, that I've ever had in my life came as a result of doing this. It came as a result of um, following my beliefs and saying, you know, being true to what was, what was in my heart and doing what I believed in and throwing everything to the wind and saying, I don't really give a shit. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I've already survived too much to care anymore about what other people think so i'm just gonna throw it out there and whatever happens happens and ever ever since then uh things have been uh, pretty good despite the ups and downs of which i'm sure many of you are quite <laughs> there have been some interesting ones it's it's never a dull moment here it's not like uh oh geez guys my roof leaked it was a really bad year hmm you ever face like 50 years in prison for crazy indictable offenses before and get denied bail and hauled across the country on a nationwide warrant for a fucking <laughs> piddly charge that just gets thrown away anyway. You ever, you know, it's been it's been a time. It's been a bit, um, but uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't have done much different. I appreciate you guys very much, and I, I'm incredibly lucky. I don't think it's a a whole. Lot, I don't think I did a whole lot. I think I just served as the kind of the rallying point for a lot of other people that just picked us pick a spot you know and they showed up here and um a lot of you guys have networked with each other and gotten gotten to know each other and, and hooked up and it's a it's a beautiful thing to see and there are a lot of a lot of really a lot of the best people i've ever met and ever known have come a result come of as a result of doing this some of the worst people i've ever met as well some people and unfortunately that's just something you got to guard yourself against there are predators out there and there are people that will steal and take money from you and trick you into things and try to fuck with you and just just because just because that's what they're like they're sad pathetic gross people many of them are fat you know <laughs> something about that something about that it's a trustworthy i don't know i don't know can't control his diet maybe you can't control a lot of things you got to keep an eye on people like that 
you know, stealing tens of thousands of dollars and, and grifting fake merchandise nobody knows about and stealing money and pretending to raise legal defense fees, but actually just stealing and all of this kind of shit. So there's that as well, unfortunately. But uh, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it. It's fine. It's I mean, it's not fine, but it comes with the territory. It's part of what uh, part of what's going to happen. And that's that's just what you're going to have to accept as a as a consequence. And sometimes, you know, bad weather, as it were. Is it, is con- sometimes when you live in California, you get hurricanes. You know, you get, uh, you know, tornadoes. There, there's a hazard. There's always a drawback to everything, right? So if that's the cost that I'm going to have to put up with some really shitty pieces of garbage once in a while and have to, you know, deal with that, if that's the price that has that is to be paid for um, being able to uh, take part in this and, you know, build this with you guys and kind of ri- ride the Cali, you guys, they say, <laughs> ride, ride this wave over the next however many years this goes on for. I mean, we're, this is it. This is for all the marbles. It's getting wild now. And, um, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I can't think of a better, better bunch of people that, uh, I would, I would do it with. I don't really have anywhere else I'd rather be, to be honest. Uh, well, I don't want to technically be in this basement. I mean, in a metaphorical sense, in a, in a spiritual sense i can't think of any other place i'd rather be than here with all of you and in the future we'll change that we'll make that uh you know spiritually mentally in the same place and physically too let's uh focus on that going forward forecast is good Brother says the red looks satanic. You need rainbow colors. No, no, you got it backwards, son. The red is the rage levels rising. It's getting so powerful, it's overtaking the general ambience of space and time. The rage is becoming so palpable, it's overtaking the ambience of space and time. There's no lights back there. That's just... Alex Woods says, I found the best four words you can say to trigger alerts in the machine. Way worse than gun bomb knife. Are you ready? I dare you to say these words. Stop paying your taxes. Well, they don't care about that because they just take your taxes off your paycheck without your consent anyway. And on every exchange and every purchase you make. The vast majority of the taxes they collect, you have no ability to stop them from taking. It's taxation without representation. In a lot of, in, in my case, and in many of your cases in this country, we're being robbed. We're being pilfered and, you know, milked like slaves. Many of us are. Uh, dark, the Dark Lord says, gun bomb rope. Your entry link on Telegram failed again. I don't, it shouldn't. I don't know why. He says, go read the 1100 documents and think about your typo. There is no typo. You guys keep saying this. It's not, I don't know why it's doing that. I don't know if somehow it's being... Cause this, it, I've already. This has all been. Look, do I have to do this in real time to satisfy you? Fucking. Let's see. Edit link. Yup. Nope. It's fine. Don't know why. It looks exactly the same as it's always been. It's never changed, and I have absolutely no idea. Uh, I don't know. Some people are saying for some reason if you capitalize it, it'll work, but some other people it doesn't. I have no idea. Probably entropy's being 
attacked. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. It's mostly just the uh, just the way to. That's those are the super chats I pay the most attention to because entropy has been very generous to me and my friends and so on. They um, have great um, great uh, uh, percentages. They only take fifteen percent, so that, that's one of the best in the game, as it were. And they don't care. They'll they'll let you uh, as long as you're not doing anything illegal and you know crazy you know crazy crazy stuff. They'll let you they'll let you go go hog wild. So I like to support them, and they were—they're Canadians. They were here, but they had to leave the country because of again the t- the tyranny and all that. So they're operating uh, their operation <laughs> from from elsewhere, overseas. Uh, but I still uh, I want to support them. They're reliable and they're great. But also as well, uh, you know, Rumble's okay. Somebody's like, oh, they're censoring. I I think they are. I think Rumble is censoring to a degree. I think there's some soft censoring going on, but that's what you expect. You you just it, that's like complaining that the enemy is shooting at you from different sectors and that there's we're getting harassing fire every time we go down that highway i'm like yeah that's probably yeah probably and like (laughs) we still have to go that way like we're not going to not go there because oh someone will someone will give us a hard time so let's quit forever fuck that nope um they are not capable of dealing with the the fucking deranged level of will that i have they just don't when i want something um you know uh, Ram says you've done tons. Never see, never see how you inspired people any less, as any less. I don't know what that means. I don't. Uh, I'm just, you know, it's not my intention, man. I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to, you know, do what I can do, and I can't do a whole lot, but I can do this. So this is what I do, and I appreciate you guys for sticking with me and and sticking up for me more. And and really, feel free as these things become you know, revealed in the future, and there's more to come. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I would love to say and talk about and explain. I can't, obviously, well, not obviously. I can't because some of the remaining cases um, I have are intertangled with some of the ones that have already been, you know, burned up. And uh, it just, <laughs> for practical and pragmatic reasons, it doesn't make sense. It should be clear that I, I keep the cards, you know, inside the vest pocket, you know, the real good ones. I, you know, I'll throw some here and there, but I, as should be suggested by the progression of how things have been going, taking a lot of goblin people by surprise, almost like I don't say I don't give you everything, do I? <laughs> I let them walk into the landmines and the surprises on their own. I'm not an idiot. But uh, in the future, I'll be able to talk all about all the things. But really, uh, as of right now, uh, not so much. And I can't remember where I was going with that, so it probably doesn't matter. Wallbanger says, I wonder which is more likely, commies committing arson and lighting forest fires or lasers from space? I, I, I think probably arson. But there is, If you're talking about Hawaii, there is some very disturbing. I talked about some of that Wednesday. The speed of which that, the speed and the heat of that fire is troubling. <laughs> uh, it's melting aluminum down like into a small river down a whole driveway. That's hot. You know, it melted the gas tanks. That's pretty hot. Um, and people dead, like, feet from their cars, in their cars, a dog, a charred, like, right there. Like, how did... The fire came so fast that you didn't have time to get out of your car and run six feet before you were mer- dead? That's cr- incredible. It's quite a fire. I'm, I mean, like, like 600 meters of cars. Half a kilometer ahead of you, like, oh shit, there's the fire. We better get out and grab your stuff. Too late, you're dead already. Interesting. Um, will we ever? And the door, they've put up curtains so no one can even see what's going on in there. You can't take pictures of the devastation. 
and they're going to pretend that they're dealing with it. They're not. They don't care. They're just something something nefarious went on for sure. Um, Uncle Kenny uh, says, people think of you as a hero. I see you as a normal person on the Internet speaking your truth. That's correct. That is exactly what I'm doing. Uh, I wouldn't give myself that label. I don't. Uh, speaking of heroes, there's um, a couple of guys that probably there's a lot. There's a lot, unfortunately, that are worth mentioning. And who has the time? There's that many. But it is two things. Uh, it was a, a year ago, today, tomorrow, within this 12-hour window. A year ago that uh, a really, really one of my you know closest friends from the military uh, took his own life a year ago, today-ish. And, you know, he he did a lot. He, he pretty much put everything he had, his life and soul, into helping other other guys, other veterans and other things. He, he of course, uh, was Tyson Bowen, who uh, owned and operated Real Canadian Recreation, which unfortunately did not get to continue. And people like that are irreplaceable. They put a hole in not just the lives of... You know, the people that knew them and the people that work with them and, you know, friends and stuff, but their family member and their children, you know, it's. He's another casualty. He's another casualty of this war that has ongoing lingering effects. The war doesn't end when the shooting stops. The damage that's done can still kill people for a long time. And another example of that is uh, you may recall I mentioned couple of years ago or maybe last year previous year or the year I'm not sure this guy uh, Jess LaRochelle has passed away who um, you may remember <laughs> Rage Membrance Day one of those days I did it this guy fought off about 50 uh, we don't know you know dozens of men by himself with a shattered body and two two of his Boys ne dead next to him. Three others so badly wounded they couldn't, you know, they're incapacitated. And he's by himself with no weapons but a pile of M72 disposable, you know, one-shot rockets. That's it. That's all he had. And with his back broken and body shattered and he's full of, you know, he's bleeding and he's fucked up himself. He, you know, this incoming, you know, platoon plus of Taliban fighters are advancing on his position. He manages to keep them all off and, and drive them back actually to where they had to retreat and regroup themselves with just these rockets just by himself. Now a lot of people felt he should have been awarded the Victoria Cross which is Canada's highest honor. That's the Medal of Honor in, Can in the British Commonwealth. You know the British have their own version, the Australians have their own version, Canada has its own version. They're all slightly different but they're the highest you know, they're the highest uh, medal in the land and at the end of the day it's a, me it's a, pe it's a piece of metal. Does it give you any? Not really. It's just the prestige of it. And we haven't given one, we haven't awarded one since the Second World War. A lot of people felt he deserved it. And Valor in the Presence of the Enemy, I think, was the name of this organization. Of, correct me, if, my apologies if I'm wrong. 
petitioned very strongly up to and including General Rick Hillier himself that this man, Jess LaRochelle, be awarded the Victoria Cross as a result of his lion-like defense of his of his friends and comrades in the face of the enemy with with a destroyed body and no proper weapons to do it with i'm convinced this guy would have beat them to death with a fucking rock if that's all he had we've given out victoria crosses for similar and you know arguably less regardless the government of canada and the military they didn't feel like, nah, you know, it, it was just too much. It was too extreme. You know, it was too intense. And I'm sure it had nothing to do with the fact that this government particularly, and, you know, much of Canada now, really doesn't like the military. Doesn't like it, considers it kind of a gross, you know, white supremacy, colonialist kind of, ew, ew, it's, it's icky, right? It's, they don't like it. So they're not, they're not about to be going around giving around, giving Victoria Cross medals for a guy who killed like a dozen brown guys with his bare hands, essentially, with a fucking one-and-done rockets, you know, bleeding out of one eye, can't see, fucking back destroyed, you know. It's out of a fucking movie. Smoke and fog everywhere, people screaming, he's fucking, get some, fire it, you know? No, that's, that's too, that's glorification of war, and that's too, fuck, so no, obviously not. But what the military can do, actually, instead of give this man the award and the medal and the honor and the dignity that he earned and paid for with his life, instead, no, we can't, but we can put up the transsexual flag to fly high and proud all over every Navy ship and military base in this country, we can do that. We can have the officers all the way up to the chief of defense staff down to every platoon commander sign their emails with the pro Proper pronouns. We can do diversity, equity, and inclusion training. We can do critical race theory for the troops. We can do transgender bathrooms and fuck it, we'll take $70,000 from the taxpayer per soldier to transition them to the other. Well, it's not really transitioning to anything. It's kind of a misnomer. To chop them up, butcher them, inject them full of hormones, give them fake tits, and call them Sally. You know, to do this. We'll do all of this. But we won't give Jess LaRochelle a medal. That's too much for a war-fighting organization to do. Instead, why don't you find, why don't you create a new medal for transgender warrior of the fucking year? That seems to be more up your alley. Seems to be more in line in keeping with the current attitude and heart of the Canadian so-called military. That's its new... I mean so-called. I hesitate to even call what this is a military. I, I'd go, well, I don't know if I'd go that far. Is it, a, is it a gaggling militia of crazy people? Sure, it's definitely that. But a professional military? I honestly don't think that can, whatever this is is um, worthy of that recognition or acknowledgement. Like you would say, this is the military of Hungary. And you would go, well, that makes sense. See, they seem, no, this is Canada's military. Ah, not really. It's, it's more like a boys and girls club for lunatics now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I would call it that. Everybody worth their salt agreed that this guy should be given the VC. Veterans community insists 
Private Jess LaRochelle deserved the Victoria Cross. Yeah, he did. We made that case for years. But they said no. Cause of death was not released immediately. People, I, we don't know what happened. You know, did he commit suicide? Did he die? It, it doesn't matter. He's gone. And I know that he had been severely ill. And, like, his body was fucking destroyed, guys. He never recovered, and he'd been suffering in, like, fragile condition for a long time, like 15 years, or how long has it been? It's 2006? 17 years? Wounded in, uh, in 2006, so, I mean, who knows? And is he in just perpetual pain and misery all the time, forever, for the rest of your... Who knows? Did we owe it as a, as a nation to do more for this guy? Yep. Did we? Nope. What did we do? Well, a lot of the things I just mentioned. We made sure that the rainbow people were looked after. We made sure the rainbow people... We made sure Evan Balgord's feelings were fucking looked after! His feelings! Retired Corporal Bruce Moncour... Moncour? Not sure if I'm saying that right. Remembered being warmly welcomed to the unit by La Rochelle prior to their deployment. Moncur and retired General Rick Hillier, former Chief of Defense Staff, both pushed the government to upgrade La Rochelle's award to the Canadian Victoria Cross, which has, ne which has never been awarded in its modern form. My hero and friend, Jess La Rochelle, star of Military Valor recipient, was an unassuming, quiet man, Moncur said. He was a superhero. He was wounded in September 2006. He was still in hospital six weeks later when La Rochelle held off an estimated 40. Taliban fighters attempting to overrun an observation post. Everyone I talked to said he had to get the Victoria Cross for what he did. His story resonated, resonated with me for years. It's one of the most legendary stories of that whole war. For, in, you know, in Canada, anyway. The British have some pretty crazy ones. Like, everybody's got your, you know. This was a fucking... I just want you to think for a minute if you can even understand. If you can even fucking pretend to imagine what that might be like. I get, ang I get extreme anxiety just thinking about this. Probably for obvious reasons. <laughs> I can't imagine... Being badly, severely wounded myself, barely able to open my eyes and move around. Other men are dead, and the rest are so fucking mangled they might as well be. And 40 armed, angry f foreign men, in whose I'm in their country, are closing in on me, still alive, by the way. I think I think a uh, Rolodex of beheading videos would go through your mind what they're going to do to your body and the propaganda films they're going to do to your family and all that. And, you know, once they get a hold of these wounded guys, like, what's going to happen? You know, and the rest of your guys, you're at an OP. You know, you're hundreds of meters away from me. They could easily overrun you and grab a hold of you, and that's it, dude. You're theirs now. There's been prisoners taken in that war. And this guy fought them off. Just I I would have been I would have been really fucking shit in my pants with just a fucking machine gun. Oh, you don't even get a machine gun. You get M72s, which you have to disassemble, take apart, open up, take off a safety pin, you know, and then aim, fire one time, and then throw it away. It's all done, and then do it again, do it again, and do it. Oh, by the way, your body is like mangled, and you're probably gonna die. Nah. Nah, if he was trans, he would have got a Victoria Cross. I I don't know what 
I don't know how much you have to hate yourself or how low your self-respect needs to be to be voluntarily in the Canadian military right now, but it's it's low. It's got to be low. They'll treat you like a slave, discard you like garbage, fuck over your family, and uh, you don't even get recognized for it. You don't even get recognition. They won't even. They can't even be bothered to give dying heroes a medal. I can't for the life of me. Like, <laughs> it's like this. This would be to me the equivalent to working for McDonald's, working at McDonald's for free, because you feel like McDonald's really needs your help. And McDonald's says, oh, thank you so much for coming in for free all these years. We really appreciate it. And you're like, oh, thank you. No problem, dude. I know they go, I, I know the respect goes both ways. I know they recognize how hard. No, they don't give a fuck. You're a sucker. And they're taking advantage of you. Something else I wanted to mention. Last night, or not last night, Wednesday, I, I was talking about the, you know, we're basically a drug farm. There's a lot of drugs in this country. But uh, the victims of this narco state that we live in. Some of the biggest victims are actually soldiers. And here's why. A lot of civilians, it's harder for them to get approved for and pay for many different healthcare products, let's say. Like pills and drugs. In the military, the government has a vested interest in keeping these people working showing up to work and putting the boots on no matter what. So they pay to make sure that that happens. And they'll cover the cost. And, and they're very generous with all that. You can get all kinds of... I had a prescription for pills that were like... I remember one was like $100 a pill for a fucking SSRI they had me taking in like 2013. Do you imagine... Multiply that by how many soldiers, and I had like a dozen prescriptions, by the way, and these guys trust the doctors, they trust the science, in fact, they kind of have to, you're kind of told, like, take these and these now, like, you're expected to perform and function, aren't you? And it's not uncommon to go through the ranks and find these guys and find out that uh, many of them are on a slew of different drugs, and then they're customers for life, too. Once they get out of the military, it doesn't stop there. The government and the taxpayer, you, pick up the tab for that as well. They keep slinging dope and drugs and all kinds of different things at them. And, and the taxpayer pays at the bill. So you have, you have access to a customer base that is almost absolutely going to buy everything you have to sell. And, and why wouldn't you take advantage of that? And they do. I had a guy, I crashed my car once. I crashed my car uh, high on benzodiazepines. I'd never taken these before. I had no idea what they were. Some, a doctor in the military just gave them to me and said, take some of these and you'll calm down. It's like, okay. Like, you'll just generally, like, what, like, you know? I think I, I, think I was complaining I was having, like, anxiety at the time. Like, a lot of just... Wasn't, wasn't the happiest guy, you know? And they're like, oh, try these. Try these extremely addictive and powerful psychoactive drugs that'll make you black out and crash your car. Oh, oh. oh and they're super addictive, by the way. Oh. So that's how I, I was introduced to drugs. I'd never done drugs in my life until I joined the military. 
And I'd never gotten high in my life until the military doctors gave me drugs to get high with. <clears throat> so that's, you know, that's a great... It's great! Who's happy with the treatment programs? You know, all the guys I know that have gotten better or, like, fixed themselves or, you know... Re None of it has come through the military's, like, it's all been their own individual efforts. They helped each other, like, like things like what Tyson was doing. Uh, not a shitload of pills, though. I've known a lot of people on a shitload of pills. I would say, when, and by shitload, I mean more than three. If you're a man in your 20s and 30s and you're on more than three prescription drugs at once... Because you don't feel good? That's kind of fucked. Even one or two is like, how? I mean, what's going on with you? No, no. And, and they're on like, I mean, talking six, seven, eight. eight. You've got sometimes two different antidepressants and SSRIs working in tandem. Then you've got uh, pills to sleep, pills to wake up. You've got heart medication because some of these things have side effects for that. So you got to keep that under control. Your blood pressure sometimes can spike. So you got to keep that under control. So you got pills for that. All of this really does plays you know havoc with your with your hormones and stuff. So you might need Cialis because your dick doesn't work anymore, but that can cause you all kinds of headaches. So you need other pills for your head. I'm the next thing you know, you're a walking chemical wasteland of draw, and you look and you open your medicine cabinet and you're like, at least I was. How much is all of this? They're not trying to help me. This is what they're after. They're not trying to make me healthy. <laughs> Look at all this money they just made. Off of one guy. And I and this could be forever if I so choose. <laughs> garbage. All went in the garbage. Sleeping pills, what you know, all of it. Then I got a weed prescription and I went to the gym a lot. After, you know, escaping, you know, getting out of the military and realizing what I was doing was directly, you know, murdering my own soul. Uh, because living a lie is very hard to do. Probably a lot of people in the police feel that way. Huh? Huh? You know, and it's nice to see. And I get it. It's a government institution. I worked in one. I know what it's like. I know what the bureaucracy is like and the hierarchy and the chain of command and people, you know. But there's some of these, a lot of these emails, going back to this document dump again, some of these emails, there's people fighting it back and saying, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. They tried to rein you in and you didn't listen. The road is long, and the internet's forever. <laughs> All right. Um, go read the 1100 documents and think about your typo. I didn't have a typo, CRJ. I didn't have a typo. Fisher of Men says, while two personnel were killed and three others were wounded in the initial attack, Private Lerichel's heroic actions permitted the remainder of the company to defend their battle positions and successfully fend off sustained attack of more than 20 insurgents. His valiant conduct saved the lives of many members of his company. I think it was a lot more than 20. Um, I've heard different numbers. It, it, there's no way to know, you know. Uh, you can only grab hold of the ones you've killed. Like, there's no GoPros and there's no doorbell cameras recording the whole thing, right? Unless... Anyway, yeah, they, I mean, they take that observation post, wipe that right out. Six guys right off of one, one hop. They've breached your outer fucking defense perimeter. Now they're literally inside the wire. 
People are sleeping. It's early in the morning. Like you're fucking looking at a massacre potentially, man. That was one of our bit. That was one of my biggest fears because I knew that that we were vulnerable to that exact type of attack. The way that our positions were uh, set up uh, was such that there was very little standoff. It's called like distance between your outermost layer of defense, so like your front. Your observation posts, right? And then you might have a secondary, you might have a gate kind of behind that, and then behind, and then the main, you know, body of your your forces in one of these fobs. I know where, where I'm familiar in the area where they're where this happened. I've been there. I know exactly what they're talking about, and where they're talking about, and I know where the spot is. Um, but there's a lot of buildings and ditches and riverbeds and foliage and all kinds of different shit. It you could get a sizable force of guys to within pretty close to these some of these observation posts before they would be forced to expose themselves. But hey, you just bum rush it and take it out real quick. By the time the rest of this place organizes and realizes what's happening, you're already inside and you're just shooting literally everyone you see. Kill every white person you see. Obviously, anybody, we're all wearing, we're literally all wearing uniforms. You're just in there with an AK-47, you know, early in the morning. Everybody's going, what the fuck's going on? Bang, bang, bang. I mean, they could have just went down the line. He, he, Larochelle potentially could have saved them, stopped them from killing 20 fucking people at least. Maybe more. Who knows? Could have been a disaster. A, a, a disastrous, you know, one of the worst days in the Canadian Forces history next to like Beaumont Hamill was pretty bad. We've had some bad days. But that a bad day was made much less... It could have been a horror show because of that guy. And I don't know if you guys can hear this, but there's a cricket in here. There's a cricket. Can you hear it? It's driving me crazy. Cricket! Silence! He's not going to be quiet. That's okay. We'll continue. Uh, Drew says, hey, sailor, could you tell us about the years that little Jeremy spent in sea cadets? I told you already! It was like a month. It was a mistake. And when they did the indoctrination class of the practical theory PowerPoint presentation of filleting a full-grown man, I left the building. I didn't even I didn't have time to put on a uniform. I wasn't even there that long. I was like, oh, I'm not into this. I don't want to get fucked. I want to do the fucking. So I joined the army instead. <laughs> Take that! Take that, waterman! Uh, Brad, what's up? He says, hi, brother. Hope all is well. It sounds like things are ramping up for the million people march for the children on Wednesday. I don't, I'm not even tracking any of this stuff. Anything with for the children, I, my brain checks out immediately because I, there's good luck. Uh, he says, if we don't stand for the children, then we are doomed as a society. Um, <laughs> a lot of the people involved in these things are, are crazy and just doing more harm than good. And I, you know, I'm, I'm very particular and very, very choosy about the things I get involved in. I just kind of wait, bide my time. Every once in a while, there's something that, you know, this looks good. Like ban the ADL. I'm like, this is, yep, I'm in. I, I throw my hat into certain certain efforts. This is one that I'm, I'm getting behind. Um, a lot of these people out there in this country, I just, you know. Uh, Alex Woods says, did you know the colorful Peterson has started a new Give, Send, Go? He's got two, actually, so we can pay for his lawsuit against you. Jeremy McKenzie stole my suit! Now, I've had this for, I've never seen him wear one of these. This was at Moore's. 
I don't think he shops at Moore's. I think he shops at a substantially more expensive clothes. I mean, they're all like custom-made Italian suits, dude. You don't get that in Moore's, all right? You're going to take, you're gonna have to go out of... You're going to have to go to Toronto to get the kind of suits this guy has. They don't even make them in other places. Like, he probably has his own personal... Ta- I'm, I'm not getting into this again. I don't... Fuck that guy. He's a greedy son of a bitch. Chet Chisholm says, I like red. It's extra spooky. Morgan and I threw Cesus off our trail for a bit. We said Dagalon is Simpsons memes and Ghostbusters jokes. There's a lot of that. He says, do they know gun bomb knife napalm is a sup- in a super soaker? They could. They could now. It's hilarious watching. There, there is literally a dictionary of terms we use that their agents can look up to understand what we're talking about. I'm not kidding. There's like a, a lexicon. It's funny as fuck. Cirque, a designated... A uh, colloquial term applied to those who reside outside the metaphorical and or metaphysical boundaries of Diagalon, regarded as enemy or hostile. Next line. Like, it's it's literally shit like this. And you're just like, <laughs> millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. <laughs> I'm going to release it all. It's going to be hilarious. Once, you know. And uh, it's got all their emails and all their names and all these cops and all these investigators. And you're just like, man, I would not want my... I'm. I've, there's probably some guys like that. I don't want to name. I don't know. There's probably a handful of cops that are in there that are just like... <laughs> like, hey, it's not me that looks ridiculous, you know? And I'm like, I, I get it. I know. I know the feeling. I know what you would mean. I tried to warn you. I know. I know. I know. Even inspectors, even full-blown fucking, like, senior detectives can't be... No, no. Sit down, inspector. This goes straight to the top. We all know who's calling the shots around here. It's not you. All right? This is a very important mission. I gotta keep. I gotta keep on my toes <laughs> because they're out there. I'm not alone. <laughs> Somebody sent me this in the mail today. Oh, Larry! What are you doing, Larry the Loon? I've got your emails, Larry. You look ridiculous. Ah, oh, Larry! Behave. We've got guests. I'm not a loon. That's right. I'm not a loon. I'm. That's my mom's loon. Was it you? It was Tom and someone from somewhere in Ontario. It could be that guy. I don't want to say his name out loud because CSIS will just open another file, but they already have. I mean, I don't know. They're already screenshotting. They have like, I don't know how many pages of screenshots from. I'm looking at the entropy chat right now specifically. Like, Pages and pages and pages of this with people's names underlined, and it's like this person is probably that person, and this person said, "I'm not." It's fucking insanity. It's the it's the funniest thing and the scariest thing I've ever seen at the same time. Imagine all the people that are responsible for tracking actual like terrorists and organized crime figures and arms traffickers and all that. That's what they're supposed to do, but instead they're following you and your friends around and taking pictures of them while they buy pasta trays and talking about it. I wonder what the international community will think of this once this hits the internet. I wonder what the Americans will think. You know? And how did you... 
all they had to do, and I encourage people to do this. You're allowed to. It's called the it's called a FOIA pop. Freedom of information, protection of privacy. Public access, public do- it's or, or a Freedom of Information Act request uh, like in the United States, a FOIA access. Freedom of information access request, right? It's crazy what you can get. <laughs> It's pretty crazy. And uh, well, there's a lot more coming, apparently. We only have, and it took a year. We started this a year ago. One of the guys took the initiative to just go and, and like, fuck it, I'm going to grab. And they did several extensions, two or three. We didn't think they were going to give it to us. And then they said, it's going to be a lot. And we're like, that's fine. And they're like, well, it's going to take a long time. We're like, that's fine. Well, it's even more than we thought it was going to be. That's even better. That's still fine. And then it finally, they're like, all right, here you go. And it's like it's like a glimpse inside the sanitarium, and it's it's as bad as you think it is. You're, it it's could be accurate. You might be shooting low. <laughs> it's it's pretty stunning. Some of it's pretty stunning. They're really upset that I um, apparently um, in in uh, suggested that they were poorly trained and not good at their jobs. That really bugged them. So. Once again, just for clarification, they're not very good at their jobs and they're very poorly trained. Clearly. They got triggered. It's in their own emails. They're triggered over it. They're upset about it. Well, if you guys weren't so insecure and bad at your jobs, you wouldn't be upset. They wouldn't even register. You wouldn't even bother to write it down. You'd just be like, criminal makes more stupid criminal noises. Like, you don't even care. But you do care. Because it's true. And you have to live with the fact that you trusted Evan Balcord and brought the country to the verge of calamity and suspended, they suspended charter rights, they enacted, invoked martial law because, because of you. Some of you, anyway. <laughs> So, yeah. And this isn't going to go away. This is just going to keep going. This is going to keep unraveling. And this has now led to many multiple other requests. Because now there's been documents and specific lectures. Room 303 has been identified, actually. Now we know where the Daglon, ta- the Daglon Task Force is being held in room 303. If you didn't, if you didn't know. There was an email telling everyone where to, where to meet for the meeting. For the fucking Daglon Task Force meeting. It's room 303. Don't be late. 1,400 hours. Sharp. (laughs) So there's going to be follow-up. I mean, who knows where this could go. There is a lot. I mean, maybe. Now people are making the printer. Those are shredder noises now. Now you're hearing things being shredded at CSIS instead of. Come on, come on, come on. Get it in there. <laughs> Twitter accounts. Oh, dude, I saw this. Literally. I put one of them on my Telegram, if you don't believe me. just in, I'm just like, just sprinkling it out. I don't want to get too crazy because there's a lot of wild stuff in here. And I want maximum, I want the maximum fucking juice squeezed out of it. So lawyers are looking at it first. And then... <laughs> then we'll see what happens. But uh, imagine being a police officer investigating a serious situation that involves national security and unironically going, dude, this Twitter account has fucking stuff on it. That's, they're doing a great... Well, we'll just copy-paste all of this crap. 
You're protecting us from the Chinese? Yeah! So what you're saying is we're wide, the Chinese are, there's no, we're completely controlled then. Because the people, you're not even looking for actual problems anymore. You're just attacking citizenry because they don't think the things that you want them to think. While we're actually being under foreign interference and subversion, I mean, they've got police stations, they're buying politicians, they're threatening people, and you're doing this. I, you know, I, 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 what, what, do I, do I have to come out and say it? Do I have to spell it out for you? <sighs> That's not what I wanted. <laughs> Why the fuck? Uh, never mind. Never mind. going on with this machine now I was trying to find my stupid song and it's oh of course it doesn't matter we'll move on apparently I have to spell it out for them stakes you're making are going to have extremely serious consequences on the on the stability of this country and they already are they already are they already are Where do you think this ends? <laughs> Maybe I should play that. That's actually an appropriate song. <laughs> yeah. Let's just think about this for a minute. The, the up-and-coming superpower, Empire of China. Ideologically opposed factions from the Russian Federation. Our borders are wide open, guy. I mean, wide open. Are you tracking, like, Islamic terrorists? Any... Drug traffickers, the fentanyl in this country is out of control. You must be getting on top of that. Are you following any of those people? The weapons that are pouring in across the border. There's just the crime. I mean, the criminals have never been more powerful. Organized crime have become nation states within themselves in this country. Are you going to... So what are you doing? Have you seen this goat? We're gonna die. We're gonna, we're all gonna die, aren't we? <laughs> That's over. Larry, get the parachute. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's just read some more. Let's just read some more chats. Let's just move on. For a little while, you know, I don't want to get too exciting. I mean, there's the team is on it. You know, it's being digested and we'll know more later. Would you like to know more? Desire to know more increases. Yeah, we'll all know more soon. It's a long haul. It's a marathon, isn't it? The longer this goes, 
the harder it is to cover up mistakes and you know they lead to other mistakes and then they lead to it just it'll be interesting to see where this ends there is i mean there are some statements in there that are are it's a scandal it's just i don't know what else to say other than it's a scandal it's like a national scandal that we're at the center of, that I've been saying since it fucking happened, that this cannot be ignored forever and won't be. And soon it seems like we may be coming to a head here, some of the information that we're starting to be able to get our hands on. We're getting closer. Unless you want to invoke the Emergencies Act again and lock the country down and prevent anybody from finding anything out about anything, which is going to look very suspicious. I don't think that'll happen. You ever watch somebody, you ever watch someone panic when they realize they're probably fucked and they don't know what to do and they just start doing stupid, pointless things that don't, they don't want to give up, but they can't like, they're just flailing and you're like, God, this is painful to watch. You know, that's, that's what it feels like sometimes (laughs) in some cases, in some of the instances and specific things i have in mind that that is certainly that is certainly my perception of what's going on some of the things these people are doing are just oof and we're and we're only now and we're only here we're only in the third inning of this oh boy uh trevor says long time what you've donated before haven't you trevor what's up he says first time donator just wanting uh just want to say thanks for bringing me back from a dark place still not out of the weeds but you give me hope thanks brother physical fitness guys It is that simple. It's not. But you know how, like, virtually, physically, if you're sick, if you're tired, if you're hungry, if you're, you have a headache, if you, like, there's a million things where the one thing you can do that is probably going to at least help alleviate all of those ailments is just drink some water. And it's so stupid and obvious that most of us forget, oh, yeah, I guess I'm thirsty. Jake, what are you doing? When's the last time you drank any water? I don't know, yesterday? Yesterday? You need that to live, dude. I do. Yes! That should be the only, you're only supposed to drink water, really. Some juices, some fruits have juice you can drink. Oh, an orange, how tasty. Other than that, though, just supposed to be water. Pretty much. And there's people walking around living entirely on sugary soft drinks and like energy drinks and stuff. And they're just like, I've got a lot of, when's the last time you just drank water all day? And they're like, I don't remember. (laughs) So it seems hilarious when you think about it, but it's like, I, but I, you know, you people, you get lost and you, and you lose your way mentally, whatever your problem is. If your girlfriend broke up with you, there is a million things. I'm too depressed to do anything. I lost my job. I'm going to lose my job. Um, I'm, you know. I'm not very self-confident. I don't, there's, go exercise. (laughs) Is the, is the drink water 
for your mind and your soul? Are you drinking enough water? Are you exercising? No to either of those? And why, why are you still talking to me? This is the minute one. This is me asking you as tech support. That should be my new job. That's what this show is now. You guys just send me super chats of your problems, and I'm going to answer like really condescending tech support. Hi, uh, I don't really feel like <sighs> Is it plugged in? Uh, what? Did you plug it in? Is it plugged in? Uh, no, it wasn't plugged in. No, it wasn't plugged in. I didn't plug it in. Next. <laughs> it's that level, guys. It is that level. Did you, do you drink? Do you drink? Do you even drink water? I know half of you are laughing. You're like, I literally don't drink water. I know! That's why you feel like shit! And get fucking filtered water. The shit they've got in the taps and, you know. Listen, Alex Jones is a fucking madman, but there is shit in the water, and it is doing things to people. So, I mean, it's worth it. It's worth investing in. Drink water and exercise, for God's sakes! I do both of these things regularly. In fact, I am very physically healthy. And I have no reasons to have these. I did, okay, well, now we're, now we're talking. Now we're talking, you know, it's like troubleshooting. You have, to, you have to cover these bases first to know that, okay, it's not an easy fix. We've done all the obvious things, and that hasn't resolved the issue. Okay, got it. Now we go to stage two. Now we start to get a little more in-depth, and, you know, and stage three. And that's, that's, how you, that's how you fix problems. You don't just go, oh, geez, there's a problem. Oh, I guess I'll just... I'll just flail madly. Stop. Stop. Think. Go to the beginning. Go to step one. What's the first... Is it plugged in? No. Oh, there you go. I literally had to go to a guy's house to help him with his fucking computer. Because I was that kid when I was a teenager. I figured out how computers worked. And I was like, oh, it, basically just through trial and error. They weren't that. Windows 3.1, you know. And uh, he was trying to get this game to work. I think it was Doom. The new Doom game, you know. And I was like trying to talk him through it over the phone. And he's like, oh, I do fucking it. And, and this, the fix was something so ridiculous. I can't even remember what it was now. But I, I remember being like. It, he, he was clicking on the wrong file. He was clicking on like a, whatever they were, like a DLL file, like a, like a, a meat core, a resource for the game to use. It's not something you're supposed to click on and open. It's there for the program to, like, there's no way to, and he's like, oh, it just comes up a bunch of numbers and weird fucking, and I'm like, are you, you know, yeah, dot .exe or dot .bat. Some of them are dot .bat. I was very specific. And I'm like, it even looks different. It's a solid filled block. And it says dot exe, like execute. Oh, yeah, I clicked it. No, he didn't. He clicked the other one. I had to go all the way over to his house. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right, let's just. Uh, so I do. What's the first thing? I set it up the way that it worked for me. Okay, let's open the game. Works fine. I just. Obviously, we can't be friends anymore. Um. This was an hour and a half of my day I just wasted that I wanted to be home playing this game with you. But you're an idiot. And now neither of us are playing the game. And I'm angry. 
And then by the time I got home, my sister was using the computer. And I couldn't even play it anymore. This guy's back at home playing it. I don't get it. So what's my reward? What was my reward for being the smart guy that helps people? I got fucked over. And that's why I learned to never help anyone ever again. <laughs> and only look out for number one. Oh. What are we talking about? Who cares? Nobody cares. Drink water, exercise. But uh, no, in all seriousness, it helps to sell people. I don't just say it. They don't want it. Like, why should I do it? Why should I? Do it? I, I knew this would come up at some point. So before I, I I'll, seriously for a minute, but before I get serious about anything, I'm going to be more stupid and ridiculous even more. And uh, it's, it's a classic weight loss program. It has always, this is actually the, the premier program in Diagonalon, and uh, it's, it's been around for a long time. I've known about it since it was on Mad TV back in the 90s. Apparently, this is new information to a lot of people, so we'll just uh, check this out. I've tried just about everything, and I can't seem to lose weight. What if I told you there was something you could do? Really? What? I'll do anything. Eat less, move more. <laughs> and? That's it. But how does it work? <laughs> it's simple, really. You eat less food, and you move around more than you do now. It gets more complicated the more you describe it. Isn't there a pill I could take? Haven't you taken pills for dieting? I sure have. How'd that work out? I'm fatter now than I've ever been. So don't you think it's time to start something new? Can't I just get a doctor to staple my stomach shut? You'd rather have invasive surgery than lose weight by eating less and moving around? At least I'd be asleep. You want to lose weight, right? Absolutely. Then all you have to do is eat less and move more. I don't know. How much will it cost? Nothing. It will cost nothing. In fact, you might actually save money. Uh, this is starting to sound like some sort of scam you do to an old person. How much do you spend on groceries? $350 a day. Good well, if you ate less... This was made in, like, 1995, by the way, so, like, that's, like, $1,000 a day. They, She's not even fat. She has to wear a fat suit, and the fat suit that she's wearing to make her comedically obese, like, oh, my God, wow, look how fat she is. She's not, she's just kind of maybe looking like average people today. Yes, you could save up to $200 a day. But will I still have to move more? Yes. How in God's name will I remember all this? Here. <laughs> Eat less. Well, this is sort of different from what you said before. Turn it over. Move more. <laughs> this is a poorly designed pamphlet. You know what, lady? I don't think you want to lose weight. Bull crap. You don't know me. Listen, I gotta go. Don't forget your pamphlet. Try Keebler's new double stuffing marshmallow fudge sludgers. Yeah. The Keebler elves love fat ladies. We're like there you go. That way. Put it into your face. You're trying so hard. Why is why is the world always picking on you? Why are you such a victim? Right? Poor woman. Wasn't she a victim? You could clearly see how she. That was wild to watch. I found that in copy. I was like, I'm going to put that on the stream one of these days. And I just had it sitting there for a while. And then. 
I remember that sketch when it was on TV, and we laughed then, and it was funny, and some people were, and some people thought, like two people at school, right? We're like 13 or something, you know. So we're like, that could be kind of mean uh, if around the one fat person in the school. So don't laugh about it around them, like one of the teachers, you know. That was the extent of it. Now today, that would be banned. All of their careers would be over. The writer would have been shot in the face because that's fat phobia and no one on the TV was black or transgender. <laughs> so things have changed a little. There's been some changes, you know. Ch-ch-ch-changes! I don't know how it keeps happening that way. Larry! What did you do, Larry? I made it better! Oh, you didn't make it better. Better for who, Larry? Better for who, Larry? He's just perched up there looking at me. Ominously. You can attack at any moment. All right. Now, yeah, the serious end to that. (laughs) If I'm capable of such a thing. The art, the purpose of of a physical fitness regimen is supposed to be a foundational building block of, of you as a person because it forces you, if you're successful, to be able to do things that you will need to be able to do as an adult walking around in the world to be successful at literally anything at all. You need, and because this is the only thing that only you control, only you can And do control your own body. It is yours. You don't get another one. No one can do it. It's all up to you. So you are a walking representation of of what you at least do with your own body. So if you're able to keep it, you know, in a, you know, decent, admirable, or like, oh, you're in pretty good shape, that tells me. You take yourself and your health seriously. You have a discipline ability. You can focus on a goal and follow through and maintain consistently until you achieve the results you desired and keep working beyond that. Those are very critical traits to have. In case you haven't noticed, many of the young people walking around are lazy slobs and can't even bear to be uncomfortable for any length of time. Tough uh, physical regimens used to just beat that right out of everybody. Just because you did. Yeah, I've been out running in the rain all afternoon. I'm exhausted. But it's part of my life. It's what I do. So I'm used to, I can be a little uncomfortable. It's not the end of the fucking world. Well, it is to these people. By every measure that you can be better as a human being, having your physical fitness taken at a serious level goes underneath all of those things and as a result of this foundational fucking concrete block of you treating yourself and your life like you matter raises everything up significantly and that is a sturdy fucking thing to stand on. Conversely, you have somebody who's a big, you know, a pathetic looking pile of dog shit. 
So you can't even be bought. Who wants to look that way? Who wants to feel that way? Literally no one does. So they either just don't care. You don't even care about yourself. You don't even care how you look to other people. Like, they have to do. Oh, you're taking up two seats on a plane, so you just don't give a fuck about anybody else either, do you? You don't care about you or anyone else either. I was talking to Sam Walker recently, and we had a conversation about something like this. And he said something to me that was such an old school attitude that I'd forgotten about it. And I was like, I remember my grandparents saying stuff like this. Like, like old people. People when I was a little kid being like, in their 70s, you know. And then it was like, it's not about me. It's about other, it's about having respect for other people. If I look like dog shit, like they have to look at, you know, nobody wants to be in that situation. Nobody wants to be in a situation where the other person you're meeting or talking to or dealing with is just like, Jesus Christ. You know, they stink. They look like shit. Their fucking clothes are a mess. They got stains on it. They're, they're big fat. Bleh, right? And now you're like... I'm going to try not to say or notice any of this because you don't... (laughs) Right? You're supposed to accept me for how I am. Well, you don't even care to not put me in this position now. So you don't care about other people either. Like, it's when you look at it that way, I thought that was interesting. And that is is such an old school idea that speaks to the old school general mentality of what am I doing that's helping other people? What am I doing for the community, for the town, for my family? That was another thing people used to care about was their family name, the family reputation. What am I doing? Well, you're going to damage the family name. You're going to be good for the family. It's all about it. It's a team effort everywhere you go or used to be. Now what is it about? It's about in- extreme individualism, extreme me, me, me. Narcissism is the ideology of the day being pushed on people. And look where it has gotten us. So, yeah, I like the old one. I've seen all the, like, many of the different, you know, states to, like, worldviews, let's call them. Lenses, different prescriptions you can put on. That's how I see it. I put on a pair of, you know, and I'm like, let's see. No, this doesn't look right. This doesn't feel right. This isn't me. I I don't like this, you know. What about this one? Still not seeing much. Or, or it's better, maybe a little better, but not, not good, you know. And then eventually, if you keep working at it and you keep looking, you'll find the right one. You'll find, <laughs> you know, the, the right flavor of, of, of how, however you see it. This just, this just makes sense. And don't these look great? (laughs) Are you antagonizing people again? Yes. Yes, I am, Larry. What are you going to do about it, Larry? We're going to ban you. Don't you get uppity with me. Ban the ADL. All right. So, I ironically love those glasses. I got them as a gag. They're at a gas station. I think one night, Derek had some. I can't remember. There was somebody was, and maybe Derek, I can't remember. And I was on the way home. I was listening to them in the truck, and I was like, in the store. I'm like, eh. They're like $9. And I just bought, now I just have a, these crazy, stupid sunglasses. 
Everything is just kind of a meme, you know. Oh, I've got even. Oh, I should have put my. We're getting ready for mask time, guys. The the COVID it's scary. There's gonna be. We gotta think about keeping people safe. And we gotta and we gotta make sure everybody knows that we're good, that we're that we're following the rules. <laughs> you need you need to know who you can trust, you know. So you gotta you gotta know who the trustworthy people are. <laughs> <laughs> the antagonization str- that's 100% what this is this is the antagonization is that a word? the antagonist stream featuring Larry that's me <laughs> why am I surrounded by an animate object I've been in this basement so long there's a whole fucking cast of people that live inside my head now, the RCMP and CSIS, according to their own emails, will disagree with you. <laughs> but, Billy Bob, the bigot brick, air quotes, Colbert, who, yes, it's not a code word, this is, in fact, a direct reference to this 1700s Civil War era, 1800s, Civil War era coal furnace. Um, and we do feed souls to it. I have done this live. You may think I was just kind of going through an episode of some kind of mental illness, but no, that was literally me feeding actual human souls into this thing. And that's actually what powers uh, kind of kind of like the power plant of bigotry for the greater you know community. And that's where the glow is glowing is coming from. He's getting more powerful, actually. He's becoming he's he's getting big. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen. This is this is kind of, you know, like Morgan said, this is Ghostbusters. I mean, she's hot. She's ready to pop. You know, we can't shut it down. We and, and we can't shut it down. Walter Peck wants us to shut it down. Don't turn it off. I'm warning you. Tell him about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? Think of every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. All right. Jenstein says, for the cricket. He's gone quiet now. I think Larry may have eaten the cricket. Uh, CRJ, thank you, man. uh, CRJ says, ethno-nationalist. Yeah, that's what they called me. I'm also a violence influencer. Hostile. Ethno-nationalist. Violence influencer. Hostile. I'm I'm hostile. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of familiar names popping up, which which raises many questions. That I'm just curious. I'm just thinking out loud. Like, why are there so many of the same cops involved in so many of the same things around me? Like, would that is that normal? I'm not sure. Just asking. Cause, cause I don't know if it is. Maybe it is, but if it isn't, uh, you know, I feel like that would be worth pointing out. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Just trying to help us all understand what's going on. It's to literally the entire country's benefit that we understand what the fuck is actually going on. Don't isn't it? I mean, isn't it though? Because. When no one knows what the fuck is really going on, no one can make 
any good informed decisions about anything, and then you're doing that flailing thing again. You have no idea what's happening, and you're just shooting in the dark. And that's a recipe for, well, disaster, disastrous results like declaring war on a meme country. You see? You see what I mean? So I'm just... You can go back. You can look up all the old... Watch all the... Go control F all the fucking streams, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, text. What, what, what were they? What are they called? Manuscripts. Uh, chat logs. I don't know. Trying to tell you. Harris says, insert something witty here for me, William. Thank you for all you do, Jeremy. Um, I, fuck. I can't insert something witty. This doesn't work that way. You can only... <laughs> fuck, I'm like, now I don't have anything. Your ability to not have anything has infected me, and now I don't have anything. Now neither of us have anything worth saying. Going on here, I'm see, I'm trying to make something out of nothing here. That's what you gave me, nothing. You gave me so much of nothing, it's taken something from me. So now I've lost something, and you have something. And now I have nothing. And I'm only going to these extremes because most super chats are like three dollars, and yours wasn't. So, in that, in closing statement, in my closing argument, Mr. President. Your honor, your eminence, my lordship. Um, That's in case we have alien lords. I don't really know who's in charge anymore. It's hard to say who's running the world. It might be Jonathan Greenblatt. It might be Jonathan Greenblatt. He might be emperor of the world considering the amount of power he wields. I don't think so, but he's in that direction at least. All right, I can't. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Let's just move on, Harris. We, neither of us. Neither of us are going to win this exchange. I. I. You. We'll call it a truce. We'll call it a truce. He's sitting there like I didn't. I didn't have any. I wasn't trying to. <laughs> Shut up, Harris. What? I didn't do. <laughs> I'll set Larry after you. Shut up, Harris. <laughs> Well, now you've been told off by a bird, a pretend bird, and now Cesus has to gun bomb, rope knife, say, napalm, semtex, giggle switches, homemade 3D printed guns. Blog that character. And now there has to be a whole investigative team dedicated to Larry. Larry! <laughs> There's a really lazy, shitty version of Where's Waldo, and it's going to be called Where's Larry? I'm in the pole! You know, and it's just him in a mansion. He's not even hiding. I'm in the pool, swimming in gold! I hate you, Larry. Not as much as I hate you! Why do I have you around? You're such a dick. You make Billy Bob look like a fucking cool guy. This is why nobody cares about your birthday! Nobody cares about my birthday, Bob, is because I'm 37 years old. I'm a 37-year-old man. People, everyone stops caring about birthdays, about men... When they're, like, basically 17, you're like, ah, oh, you're done. You're done. Who gives a shit? Nothing else matters. It's like, we're old, it's old, we're old enough to send you off to a war. Fuck, you're done. 
And it, and it, and really, your value just kind of drops. Out. You just start getting older and shittier, and it's like you don't even want to. By the time you hit thirty, you're like, okay, that's that's good. We don't need to talk about this anymore. We're, we, I'm all, I'm done. I'm grown up now. We don't need to keep you know denoting, taking time out of our fucking day collectively to be like, hey, everybody, that guy got he's older than he used to be now. Thanks. We're all yes, we are all closer to death now. This is a weird ritual. I don't know why we do this, you know. I think it's a I think if you if you celebrate a woman's birthday after 25, that's grounds like they're allowed to kill you, I think. In some cultures, they can just kill you for for bringing it up in public if they're older than 25. I don't know why we're why are we talking about birthdays right now? Is this something to do with Harris? <laughs> I can't remember. I got to get away from this super chat. This is the most toxic super chat in history. Harris! Larry, deal with Harris. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to green light Harris. I'm this close. I'm going to make Burke do it. <laughs> the cricket's back. I hear the cricket. That means it's time. The joke's over. Let's move on. Man on the Mountain says, do you think there's a dag flag on the door of room 303? There's one in the room of 303. That I'm certain of. Tell me you guys hear this cricket. Uh, Chet says, I do love that song. The piano version is so good. It's so fitting for all this insanity. Where's my mind? Way out there in the water. See it swimming. Does it have a license to swim? Cause it says no swimming without a mask on, and no swimming without a license. Though I better email my boss about this. I need to go and file the swimming licenses. Extreme danger, person of interest. Be move in, move in. And that's how that man became Chief Inspector, Deputy Lord Commander of the entire police. That cricket is howling. He's having a great time. I'm really good at entertaining crickets, you guys. Crickets love me. You know why? Because I refuse to eat the bugs, and the crickets are like, fucking thanks. Thank you. Thank you. I also do not want to be eaten by people in hamburgers. Fucking mental. Crickets are meant to sing in the night like this. I'm being serenaded. I have a fake loon doll toy, Larry. I've got a real cricket somewhere. Thousands of spiders. A, you know, haunting red glow based entirely on my rising level of racism. I mean, what? <laughs> I feel like we should be, I don't know, doing something else, celebrating, you know? Things are just really coming along, aren't they? No matter what, it's worth celebrating the fact that you know, without a shadow of a doubt, it's been confirmed. There is a 100% chance. I can say this. I don't even need to see the paperwork. I know what happened. Someone up there, as a result of this whole Dagalon fiasco, they at least considered it or came this close to putting a gun in their mouth. 
One hundo. Go big or go home. Think of, think of the legacy. Think of the legacy being left right now. Think of the stories this will... I mean, this will go down in history of all intelligence agencies regarding future training on domestic problems as a case study in how not to be misled by hysterical media and buy into a narrative simply because you would like that to be true. You want this to be true. This is entertaining. Your people, Future generations will be taught about you, about what never to do. Yikes! It's all over, it's over. That's it! I'm stopping it! I'm stopping the fight! I'm stopping the fight! I'm throwing Throwing in the towel! He's had enough! He's had enough! I don't know if I can keep beating on you guys like this. It's starting to hurt. I'm I feel gross about this. Like when is the referee gonna stop this? You know what I mean? Getting exhausted. Here comes a roly poly man and he's singing songs of love. Roly poly roly. Surely by now you'd think somebody would call the stoppage, you know, but I guess the investigations are ongoing. <laughs> Nothing like this has ever happened in history anywhere. That's why nobody knows what to do. <laughs> we trolled an entire government into thinking, into, like, well, I didn't really do that much. It was mostly the, you know, misgivings and, you know, hand-rubbing machinations of the Canadian Anti-Hate Network that really made this, made this work. I mean, let's, let's give a round of applause to the star of the show. Really. Really, though. Because without them, dude, this, I mean, this never would have went anywhere. So, I mean, credit to them for really, you know, ramping this up. To where a, a troll, like a like a, a cynical kind of like fuck you mind game job of dissenting, you know, turned 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 a country to martial law and bank account seizures based purely on an emotionally manipulated state of affairs, and that's as, and it was as easy as that. That's all it took. That's insane. That's incredible. And it went on for years. And it's going on to this day. This is one of the most significant... Like, this This is crazy. If I found out France did this, I would be like, never let them privy to anything ever again. They're retarded. That's like finding out, like, you're putting... <laughs> doing it again. Phil just likes the heist music. 
He's he. It turns out he's really good at it. Actually, at heists, uh, I've learned to kind of just go with it. But you know, there's certain things like you can't you can't be sitting around going through the plan, and you're like, you got the this guy's the driver, this guy's the pilot, the demolitions guy, and we got the the radio guy, and then it and then it comes along to Canada, and there's like. A crayon in his nose. I'm Where do we go to the bar? I'm yes, I'm drunk right now. I'm always drunk. What's that bird doing here? Everyone else. I, you don't expect me to work with. Are you fucking serious? If he go, if he stays, I go. Yeah, I think I speak for everyone. I think I speak for all of us on the heist. If he's if he's here, we're all we're all out. Holy shit! Did you see that guy? How the fuck did he even get in here? Was he re- was he actually retarded? Was that a- was he actually retarded? Is Canada actually retarded? These are things that keep us awake at night. They keep me awake at night. It's keeping me awake right now. It's midnight and I can't sleep because I don't know. I think it's retarded. I live in a retarded place. I know that, you know, the cricket's backing me up here. <laughs> All right. We got to get back to work. There's other, there's important things going on. Probably. Uh, let's roll back here. What? All right. All that was over the music. All right. Police Chief Steve Bell. He's back. What's up, Steve? says, I, for one, support all our veterans. In fact, for the entire month of November, the glory hall in my office will be open to all male veterans. Uh, Brenda is standing to, uh, by to take care of the females. Um, that's, um, Steve, that's cabinet. That's privilege. That's confidential. That's not a, that's a, priv- I can't, I'm not sure. I don't recall. Um, I don't, I don't, um, I don't, can I, um, does anybody have anything to eat? I'm hungry. Didn't you eat in the car? I I uh, I had two donuts on the way over here, but that's not really a proper meal. I, I mean, I, I I don't recall. I think that's privilege. That's that's cabinet confident. Pri- I don't. I'm not sure. I don't recall. It's. I don't know how we're going to replace that leadership, guys. That was that was real. I mean, that when you saw that police chief in action, you were just like, "Fuck! Everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay." We got, we got, we got that. We got Brenda looking out for us. If we got Brenda looking out for us, how can we lose? How could any... I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, I don't recall. Is there a giant fucking sandwich in your pocket, in your dress uniform, which is on Sideways, by the way? Remember that photo? Brenda Wiggum, that's right. It, there was a foot-long Subway sandwich... In the fucking 
Oh, was it? I have dyslexia. When I, I have this thing, do you guys do this? I've just recently, within the last two years, realized, and I'm really hammering it down, that when I remember something, it's backwards. Like, it's like a weird dyslexic kind of thing. So, for example, I remember the sandwich being on her, on the bottom right side pocket, like down here. But it could be on the left, because I remember things backwards for some reason. Regardless, she had a fucking foot-long sub from Subway in her pocket. Standing next to the Prime Minister in full-dress regalia. Full-dress regalia! I mean, just bring my giant honking fucking meatball sub in my fucking red surge dress uniform in the limousine with the Prime Minister as top police authority in the land. Let me first, before we go, get my giant fucking sandwich, though. That would have looked bad if it was like a six foot four you know, RoboCop-looking dude. And you'd be like, still, like, why does he have a giant fucking sandwich? That's ridiculous. What are you doing? People will know, like, that's obvious, an obvious uniform. No, no. What would you know? I was in the army for 15 fucking years. Oh, it's 14 and a half. 14 and a half takes longer to say. <laughs> Regardless. That cricket, man, he's really distracting. And she, and never mind being an overweight blob, soft-spoken, overweight, weak-wristed blob that does whatever the political people tell her to do with a giant fucking fuck-off foot-long sub-sandwich in your pocket and the belt buckle was all off to the side. Oh, my God, it was a horror show. I've seen fucking privates two weeks into basic training are way better at able fucking, you know, dressing themselves than that. Like, just did, did, wasn't even trying. Jesus. I'm trying to think what, what could have made it worse. I suppose, like, but she didn't get to eat the sandwich yet, so there could be better photos later in the day with, like, sauce, because you know there's sauces. You fucking know there's sauces on that sandwich. That sandwich did not get, uh, no, no sauce, please. That got extra heavy-duty, calorie, sugary, sweet, creamy, creams and sauces and oils. And all of it was all over. It was probably seeping through the inside of the uniform. They probably had to burn the uniform. And if the burning didn't kill it, and it actually transmorphed into a living entity, mixing the DNA of that with the freakish, crazy mixture of seeds and oils and industrial byproducts that is whatever that thing calls food. It could easily spawn a new alien race of hybrid mega killer, you know, combined with the, you know, the spirit and the awfulness of the RCMP uniform. There's just, a, that's a genetic mixture I'm not willing to take a risk on. So I guess side quest, we got to find that uniform and destroy it before. <laughs> I'm just trying to lighten the mood. Because our fucking police chief walks around obese with a giant sandwich in their pocket looking literally like Chief Wiggum. And we're all expected to take it seriously. Like, it isn't a problem. And, it, and it's totally fine. Like, it's totally not insultingly beneath us to have to sit here and watch this happen. Even the biggest slob in Canada can look at that and go, aren't you the fucking police chief? Legitimate criticism. Yes. Well, look at you. Ah, yes, but... Giant fat, giant fat horse sloth here. He is on welfare. He's a huge bum and sl he's a piece of shit. 
He just does nothing. He just plays video games all day. He has 25 Twitter accounts, and he collects welfare illegally. That's what he does. No one looks at him and expects anything. You know, you're like, you look at him, you're like, that's exactly what I thought I'd see. You, on the other hand, how much do you make? What's the job title? What do you do? Oh! Oh, but you look like this? Oh, no. Oh, my stars. No, that's that's not good. That's because I'm a woman. You're a short, fat goblin creature. You look like a pumpkin. You look like a jack-o'-lantern. That someone stretched a uniform over, and under questioning, you seem like the quiet kid of the bunch who doesn't know what to say because she's not sure what the other kids said, so she didn't see nothing. Like when you go to the principal's office, I don't know. I don't know if Billy was there. I, I don't really know. I don't remember. Was Kevin there? I didn't see Kevin. I don't. I don't really know Kevin. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. I wasn't. I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> we up? You know. Can I eat my sandwich now? <laughs> this giant fucking sandwich would have to be hydraulically inserted into her face. It's a whole machine for it. Build to the taxpayers. It's called the Fat Ass 5000. Every chief of police gets one if they want. They get one of those or they get gender surgery. <laughs> They get to pick it. It comes with the appointment. It's a perk of the job. Perk of doing it. Hey, do you want a fucking butchery sex job or do you want the fucking machine that feeds you giant sandwiches? <sighs> um, for, I'm going to take the machine that does the giant sandwiches, but before we move on past that, like you seem eager to get through the process and move me into the office. Can we just slow down? I have some questions I want to go over with you about how this became a fucking phase the hiring process. You know, I just want to... Like, what did this happen during the 60s or 70s? Were people on a lot of drugs? When <laughs> Listen, man, it's the police. Nothing makes sense anymore. Next! Yeah. I, 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 I believe that. Anyway. So. Someone saying, or posing as, Ottawa Police Chief Steve Bell. He's operating a glory hole, and he's, looking, he's hoping to see you there. He's hoping you're he's hoping you had a good time. If you've been there, he hopes you come back. Glisterful says, Hey, haven't made it on in a while. Just want to congratulate you on your sass bullshit. I got a new phrase for you, lumpy chunky coochie curry. That's gross. <laughs> Not cool. Oh, that <sighs> I didn't expect that from you, so it surprised me. It's the punches you don't see coming, you know? <laughs> Why does he... I'm literally... When I'm done this, I'm going to do my post-show work and uploads and all of that, you know, the, the replays and all this shit. Then I'm going to go lay in bed, and I'm going to watch boxing documentaries until 4 o'clock in the morning. Then I'm going to get up, and I'm going to go to the gym, and I'm going to eat myself, and I'm going to... And I'm just going to do this all over again. And then, you know, back to the, the salt mine of the stupid... Lol cow struggle that is the nation of Canada. And then I'll do this, and then I'll go watch boxing movies and documentaries until 4 o'clock in the morning. That's all I have time for right now. I'm not interested in anything else. So it's like, hey, World War III's about to start. I'm like, not now. I'm watching Marvin Hagler for some reason. <laughs> I need this, because if I focus on lunacy 24 hours a day, you know, it's going to be worse than me talking to, you know, cartoon pretend loons and goat figurines and brick people and 
furnaces that eat souls. I've already got a staff. Look, I mean, look, I mean, just look at the image. The imagery of all of this alone is starting to get really troubling, right? They're really freaked out about it. There's whole intelligence reports about all this. They're very concerned. And they admit, I'm a very charismatic person. All that's left is for me to get rejected from art school. I'm really, I'm really taking Derek's offer consider uh, seriously. I think this, this, this might be... Hey, they work in prophecies, right? So maybe we need a prophecy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can't joke about it! Yes, I can. I can. You've made everything absurd. The whole world is absurd. Nobody fucking cares about anything anymore. Congratulations. Jensine says, look forward to meet you one day. I'm slim trimmed 375. Are you really 375 pounds, Jensine? What is going on over there with you? You'd better be seven feet tall. Because that's that's too much, sir. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. We don't we want you we want to keep you around for a long time, Jensine. We want you to be healthy and we want you to be the strongest Jensteen possible. You know? So you can do as much Jensteening as you can. In the best kind of Jensteening or Steining. We're not we never really cleared that up. And it's hard to do with a handicap. You sleep better. You'll feel better. You have more energy. It's not my opinion. This is all like, duh. Like drinking water will make you less thirsty. Your moods are better. You're less susceptible to disease. You literally die less easily. Your organs and body will give out faster if your body is in a terrible state of disrepair, if you have a very healthy, strong body, they last longer. You're more you're you're more resilient to disease and sickness and illness. You deal with things like hunger better, with stress better. Any me any measurement that exists whatsoever is either moderately or drastically made better by being in good physical condition. It is the most crazy thing to not invest in. If you care about yourself at all, you're like, I'm trying to make more money so I can do it. What are you trying to do? Whatever you're trying to do, it's going to be harder if you're not in shape. Any, Whatever it is. Anything at all. Playing chess. You think faster and more clearly if you're, you know, everything. Every fucking thing. And it doesn't take that much of an effort. It takes some, though. And it's the one thing that you have total control over and nobody can do it for you. There's no pills. There's nothing. Whatever you look like, that's all you. And that goes two ways. And imagine the mentality, because I've had both of these. And I'm telling you, it's worth the time. It's not a lot of time and struggle and effort. Not much as you think. And the results are the rest of your life is substantially better than it would have been. Sub-fucking-stantially. Because I used to be very unhappy with the way I looked. I, there, I was very thin, very small, and then I got real fat. You know, I never, I, I didn't look good at all until I was like 20 fucking two, 23. And I got fat first. <laughs> I have to like 205 pounds. But it wasn't until like maybe 25, 26, I was like, I actually like, like, I... I'm satisfied. I have no... And I remember being with that self-conscious, that insecure... Fe that when you feel like that, where you're just like, I look like... You know, I never have those thoughts anymore, ever. 
and it's great. <laughs> I'm like just satisfied. I'm like, I look good. I'm fine. Never crosses my fucking mind. That whole aspect of bullshit to your life, to your everyday, it's just gone. Imagine that's just gone now. You never have those thoughts again. Huh? That would, yeah, that's good for you, isn't it? All it takes is like, don't be an asshole about your fucking food. And move around a little. A sum. That's really all that's required. Do you have 40 minutes a day? No, I literally don't have time. I can only scroll. I can only scroll forever! I must be on a screen! I've, like, forgotten. There's been periods of my day in the last couple of years because of these damn... We're all fucked now because of these phones. I have some kind of ADD because of them, I'm sure. Like, hours go are gone, and I'm like, I don't even remember what I did. I was just here, like a zombie, on the phone, like, scrolling. What did you look at? Don't remember. Did you share anything? I don't know. Was any of it interesting? I don't know. Well, what are you doing now? Not sure. But it's now 4 o'clock, and it was 1.30. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's... Oh, jeez, 40 minutes a day. That's fucking... I don't have time for this. Shut up! Shut the... Fuck, I will hit you with a stick. I will come to your house and I will fucking wrap this around your head. <laughs> oh, just un it just accept you're making an excuse. That's all. All right. I don't know what else I I'm threatening physical violence on my own audience now. So if you're not getting if you're not I don't know what else I got to do. I'll send the bees. The bees are loose. 5 million bees. The 6 million bees. They're loose now. Is there like a bee squad that's like trying to recapture them and hunt them down? <laughs> How does that work? Like, oh, geez. Like, are these your bees? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> we caught a pile of bees. Are they your bee? Are these? I fuck, I have no idea. That's just a pile of bees. What do you think I know? You're going to ask them? Oh, hi, Jeffrey, are you in there? Oh yes, he says yes. That's those are mine. Okay, thanks. <laughs> what? Half of them are hornets and wasps. Like they're just lost, obviously. Now there's just the bees are free. Once a bee is free, that bee will always be free. <laughs> Somebody reworked that with just an obnoxious amount of bee and free in the same run, you know. Once a bee has been freed, that bee will always be free. Because to be a bee is to be free. Free bees, and bees are free, and freedom and bees. Just, I don't know. Figure it out. The bees. Alt-rights and people are obsessed with bees. We must kill bees. Bees are fascists. Or even They've even got little black coats on. <laughs> and they attack in great numbers. Glacier Fools says, just remember, if a woman ever tells you to ask her age, always say 25. If they're younger, they'll say, oh, thank you, I'm older and still mature. If they're older, they say, oh, they think I'm still hot and young. Works to a degree, but eventually they know you're just, I mean, oh, you don't look a day over 25. I'm 51, you know, like, you just kind of look like a jerk then. <laughs> I mean, if you deliver it right. And it's like, I'm just uncomfortable answering this question, and I'm going to diffuse the whole confrontation about how old you look by just kind of suggesting through humor and, you know, witty silliness that it, I find you attractive and it really is of no concern to me what your real age is. That's what you do. Find a way to do that. Move on. 
Oh, well, that's confusing. Exactly. Let's just keep moving. You just keep throwing smoke bombs until she forgets what you're doing. And then you're just, we're out of the woods. We're out of, we're out of the landing zone. You got to grab her, throw over your shoulders, throw smoke bombs, spin around a few times. She doesn't know what's going on. Sprint to the fucking clearing and get on the helicopter and get the fuck out of there. Get out of that, get out of that ambush. Chat says the crickets of Chirpulon are always welcome. To claim asylum in Diagalon, they are a protected class and will not be made into Klaus burgers. That's true. I can vow for that. Sing the song of freedom, my Chirpulon friends. Chirpy? He's gone quiet. Chirpy! Where's Chirpy? I hope he's okay. There is a lot of spiders in here. Some of them are big. Are they big enough to eat a cricket? Oh my god, Chirpy, run! He's probably dead. He's dead already. Fuck. He was screaming for help. He was probably being devoured by fucking Lionel. Or, 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 Fabian! Fabian, don't eat. <laughs> I watched the stream yesterday. This crazy guy, he just kept naming bugs and inanimate things, and they had a whole. I don't know. I don't think he's okay. <laughs> I think he's crazy. Well, they closed the sanitariums, my dear boys. There's nowhere else for me to be. Pass me the, the noodles. Noodles. Cam says today needs to be a holiday. Let's meet in room 303 to discuss after the stream. Room 303. Third floor, third room. You know what happens in the third floor. That's where all the serious terror fucking shit is talked about. In room 303. <laughs> It's funny, I'm just laughing. I've known all this for a while, and I've seen a lot of this stuff, but for some of the guys, they've never seen this before. They've never seen any, like, in print, unofficial, like, government documents. They're just like, what the fuck? I know. Like, I knew it was real, but to see it is to is to understand, you know? And the, you, you can't really get it until you, and you're like, holy fuck, it is as ridiculous. Yes. Yes, it's very, rest assured, it's quite hilarious. The whole thing is very Can you die from embarrassment? Because like I'm trying not to get charged with murder, but I mean, they, I don't know. If somebody dies of embarrassment, they'll probably try to We need to stop this! Internet hate is killing now! It's murderous. Man on the Mountain says, sounds good, but are we still meeting in Daglon Cointel room 308 on Monday? No. Just 303, that's the official room. 303. Island Jason says, Tony, Jerry, Chris, and Chris, 560 days, thinking you boys, Deg, salute. Um, well, only one of them, I think, followed the podcast, but regardless, they that's it should be soon. That judge is doing the envelope opening. This is such a crazy... Oh! I don't... You don't need Netflix. You don't need anything. Just to keep track of what's happening is... You need breaks from that, and those breaks include mindless nothing. Like, I just need to have peace and quiet. I need to uh, I need to watch boxing movies or documentaries till 4 in the morning. <laughs> or I'm going to go nuts, you know. Like, oh, I'll just see this. I don't, I don't need to see a show. I, uh, I'm kind of watching one right now, and it's pretty, pretty fucked. It's pretty intense. Uh, Jen Steen says, extra mayo. Uh, gross. 
That's disgusting. Why would anyone ever do that? Glitcherful says, Brenda supplies her own cheese. God, stop it. Stop. Moving on. Bell, Steve, not again. I put my foot long in Brenda's pocket once. I, shut, stop. It had the delicious aroma of... Nope, nope. Glitcherful says they're very... Nope. Jenstein says into... Chi nope. Glitcherful, nope. Uh, nope. And CSIS director David Vigneault says, we have much to learn from past mistakes. And from Steve Bell and Brenda... In light of our failures, I'm installing a glory hole in my office and opening it to all dags. Show me what a bad boy Cesus was. Why Why are so many of you, like, psycho freaks? <laughs> I mean, it's only a, it's only a small fringe minority of, of super chats, but I feel like it represents... A wider segment of madness. So I mean, I don't know. I just I'm just gonna be careful how I handle this. Oh Jesus Christ! I don't know. Like this is this feels like bait to me. Glisterful says all nasty shit aside, we'll see. There was a really interesting scientific paper I read that proved that by making media time stamped, they could control people's views of history because they would segregate individual major points in history. So they view World War One and has no base on World War Two and has no base on the Cold War, etc. Time stamped. What do you mean? I guess because when you think of it that way, that is how that is the contemporary way to view history, isn't it? All of these things happen in a vacuum. What there is the Vietnam War. And there is the Cold War, and there is the Iraq War, and the 9-11 terror attacks, and Operation fucking, oh my god, the one with all the Contra fucking, the Iran-Contra affair, and there is the USS Liberty, and then there is the Gulf of Tonkin, and like these, all of these things are, like there's no, nothing is related to anything else when there are very significant connections from one thing to the next. And they're, they've basically kind of compartmentalized it this way to make you look at it like there isn't a big picture. They've kind of taken, taken the grand mosaic painting of the world, if you could build it in an art form, if you could draw a painting of the world right now. And that's kind of what that is. If you have, if you have an accurate, or a more accurate, I should say, because, I mean, who really fucking knows? But if you had a more accurate... We can objectively judge that. Interpretation of what's going on in the world. You could almost paint it in a painting. You could almost do it in a way that you're like, in an art, you know? But if you take that, and you just took it and you brought it right up to somebody, an inch from their face. And like, oh, you want to look at a different part? Here's a different part, also an inch from your face. Oh, yeah, here's this, also an inch from your face, though. So you can only really see this... And you'll never understand. But when you step back and if you see it all, you're you're like, oh, it's very different. It's a very obvious, you know, there's a lot of shit going on that without the ability to kind of step back and, and meta. Kind of piece together these things, they, uh, you know. You're just singularly minded, singular, singular, oh my God, singularly minded on, on specific points in time rather than, rather than the overall. I'll use hockey for, as an example because it's Canada and, you know, 
some of the boys listen, right? And they're like, listen, I don't understand lots of this fucking crazy nonsense, but fucking them, they, them fucking boys in Ottawa bust frig off. <laughs> you know? That's fine, you know? They know who they are. Like, fuck this. <laughs> That's right. That's how I literally talks right now all the time. Yes, yes, you do, Danny. You know? <laughs> Some of these guys are like, but they're, you know, they're smart guys. They know what's going on. But I'm just fun. I'm just making fun. But the way they treat history would be like, uh, in, to use a sports analogy, if you were following a hockey team, it's like the general manager. Right, it's your job to try and like steer the team and, and so on. And all you want to see, all anyone will show you, is individual statistics from individual games. And if you say, "Can I see like a twenty-five game spread over some of these numbers or like previous seasons I can compare?" No, you're not allowed to do that. That's illegal. What? Yeah, no, that's crazy. That's what crazy people do. If you try to, you know, get more data, if you have more data points to then try to pin things, you know, like how people solve problems. If you try to do that, you know, we're gonna say you're insane. And if you try to really push it, we'll say it's and then we'll put you in jail. Okay, so just focus on one player, particular games. And there's no greater pattern to worry about. There's no trajectory. There's no trends. There's no... Nope, absolutely. You got it. Okie dokie. Now apply that same kind of methodology to history. And now you might understand why you have no fucking idea what's going on. Because you're looking at it wrong. You're looking at it like... Like these are all... Each point in history is a different show on Netflix. It's all the same show. You're not watching different shows on Netflix. You're watching one show. It's called Your Life. You're in it. This is this involves you. It will affect you. These things that are all happening affect you, you and will affect you and your family, your friends, and other people around you. So I, I don't know what to do, what to say to people that aren't interested in paying attention. It's like, I, maybe if I was like crazy rich, you know, to, just secure to a level where like it literally doesn't matter and nothing ever will affect me. But as far as, you know, the peasants go, yeah, it does. <laughs> Everything you're watching is people, you know. You're a people. We're all a people. What are the people doing? People are doing things. What are they doing? They're all acting crazy. Why are they acting crazy? What are they acting crazy towards? What, who, is somebody making them crazy? Florida man fucking goes on rampage other man gets in van runs a bunch of people over two men sought for rape and stabbing of young girl well, all these all these are all individual crazy things no they're not all of these men shouldn't be here they're all illegal migrants and criminals that came here to terrorize our population near far near far you need bifocal lens lenses you need you need to be able to to adjust the zoom. That's what you got to say. All you, any of the guys, any of the dangling people that are just huge stoners. That's what you should say to people from now on, when they're like raw, when when they like they're not seeing the big picture of something you're trying to tell them. You can just be like, you need to like adjust your fucking like your zoom, man. You got to fucking zoom out, dude. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? 
Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I know some people that are just stoned all the time. And they do really well with their life. Like, they seem to be on top of things, and their shit seems to be working for I don't know, but they're very productive, and they're getting a lot done. You know? I tried that, and I was just like, I am useless. I'll, I'll just sleep all day. <laughs> I can't do anything. It, oh, well. You know, whatever. If it's working for them, but uh, I prefer to I prefer to not, you know, be ripped all the time. Oh, are these all done? These are all so gross. Right. Right. And Jensen says, you are our high priest. A priest! Oh, no. Do I have powers? My friend loved you, he said. Glad he introduced us. Oh, right. You said one of your friends was, was coming. Or being introduced. I haven't even checked Rumble this whole time. I'm sorry. Native Dharma says, payment for the app workout tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Good for you. Uh, yeah, I've been coming after mine lately as well. Uh, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Uh, S. Golki, 91, says, about to hit the gym with fellow dag and friend Redneck Asian that I met because of you. That's awesome. I remember Redneck Asian. I used to see his name around all the time. Tell him I said hello. Look, look. See? Good. Good. Strong apes together strong, you know? And it makes Evan Balgord really afraid, right? And that's also, that power is... Colbert's glowing now! He's glowing with rage. He's getting more powerful. The, the goblin fear makes him strong. And, you know, we're getting ready for liftoff, it starts to look like. Maybe he's... We don't know what's going to... What I mean, he's going to spit out the fucking last Infinity Stone, I think. I think that's what this is going to culminate in, and then I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to get rejected from art school. Colbert's going to spit out some kind of gem, diamond, or something. Something haunted. Some kind of occult haunted thing. Philip, Philip will know what to do with it, and then I'll, I'll keep you. Uh, I'll keep you up to date on whatever happens. Uncle Kenny says your voice puts me to sleep. Thanks. That's a lot of people have told me that. <laughs> I have no idea that, how that is. It's time for bedtime stories. Bedtime stories with Uncle Maniac. Once upon a time. Ah, I just remembered a random time. I was like, I'm trying to remember a thing. It's like, what was one time I did something where I was like just an asshole? Like I had no excuse. It was just rude. I have no idea why I did it. And I just remember it. <laughs> it's so stupid. Once upon a time, I lived with a guy uh, and his wife. Uh, I was in between postings on different bases. He's like, oh, you can stay with us for a couple months. He's like, yeah, cool. So I was living there and... One night, I was hungry, I guess. So I went into the kitchen, and like 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, Saturday night kind of thing, I was just there by myself. And I ate an entire bag of chocolate chips that his wife had for had meant to cook cookies with. I ate, I ate them all, the whole thing, like the whole bag. I only meant to eat a few. And then I ate like half of them, and I'm like, fuck this bag of chocolate chips. I'll just buy another one. But then I didn't. I forgot. And like two or three days went by. <laughs> and they were like, did you eat a whole bag of chocolate chips? And I was like, I don't know. I, maybe. 
Who just? <laughs> I was like, why did I? I was gonna eat their food randomly for no reason. I could buy another bag, but I won't. I'm just gonna fuck off and do something else. What a weird thing to do. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that, but I was like, that's a stupid thing I did. I should tell people about. You know, in case it ever comes out. All right, because they're digging up all the dirt on me. I'm trying to let you guys know, but all the every horrible thing I've ever done, I can think of. I'm letting you know as I think of them, and I've done that. And if anyone ever tells you I ate a whole bag of chocolate chips and didn't pay for them and put them back. That's true. I did do that. <laughs> to be fair, they were already opened. They were already opened, and there was a little bit of them gone. So I started eating them, and I was like, they won't even notice a few, you know? <laughs> Things got carried away, and it was like, I, I had to hide the body. What did you want me to do? Put an empty, like, just leave it on the counter? Put it in the trash? Like, where's the... You know, they go to put something in the trash? Like, who the fuck ate all that? That's going to be an instant confrontation. So I had to hide the body. <laughs> what I do what I do to buy? <laughs> I was like, I'll just buy another one tomorrow. It's Sunday. When I go to the store. And no one will ever have to know that I shame ate an entire bag of cooking chocolate chips. So I wanted a snack at 2, two o'clock in the morning. There's... <laughs> I forgot to go to the store that day, and then Monday rolled around, Monday evening, and then, you know, I was busted, so, you know. I buried the body, but people went looking for the body, and then, ah, oh, damn it, you know, I forgot. And that's how I learned how to, that's how I learned how to not get caught for murder. So now, if CSIS is watching, if the RC, I know they're watching, I know the RCMP's watching. Now they know my secret. Now they know how I went to crime school. Covering up embarrassing food thefts late at the night, late in the night. And you just apply that to everything else. Crime, shame, <laughs> shame eating, cr uh, food crime is the basis of all real crime. So if you can get good at that, if you can get good at stealth eating people's food and then them not notice. That, tr that really triggers the... Uh, the database, because that's a high level. That's a high level psychopath you're dealing with. That's a high. That's a, that's a Ted Kaczynski for sure. Ram the third says no. I'm retarded. Canada is worse. Okay, so you're saying they're worse than retarded. Uh, Wallbanger says cricket and loon sounds like an old detective show. It's a new detective show called Where Is My Mind, and you're watching it right now. And uh, this is all just for, this is all just being studied. This is all being kept for science for a later date. Ryan, thank you very much, sir. And he says, cardboard, what? <laughs> cardboard drone design plan, highest altitude radar detected, Semtex fuse, electronic Semtex fuse, best voltage, 433 megahertz max distance gun bomb rope. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stolen uranium. Stolen. Missing uranium. Log sheets. Sign in log sheets of the company and battalion weapons vaults. Questions, QAnon, QDrop, Weapons Vault, question mark, sign-in sheets, question mark, who is the CQ, who is the QM? Bolts, question mark, Milcott, triangle symbol, area two, question mark? Q. There it is. It was in a Q drop. You heard it.
You just heard it in room 303. All of it takes place in room 303. All right. Carrot beet juice. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Somebody's talking about shit and blood. That's good. That's good. It means you're getting the evil out. That's all it is. There's nothing to worry about. You're going to be fine. Can Cosby tell us a bedtime story? Maybe later. There's other, there's other, there's work to do still. Not, not really. We're almost done, I think. I don't know why I went so late. I didn't really need to. I didn't really have much to talk about tonight except just to make fun of, you know. And that's kind of what I did. That's basically what I did. Um, but we need to talk about a couple of things. There's a couple of things, you know. The uh, full-scale attack on the ADL is, is very amusing and very interesting. Um, anything else? I covered the La Rochelle thing. Hmm. <laughs> What is this? All right. Toxic chemicals. Yeah, I mean, we know. We know the masks have toxic chemicals, don't we? Is anyone not sure? Is anyone not sure about the masks yet? Is anyone like, hey, you know what? I'm not convinced that they're horrible for you. I think they might be okay. No, they're 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 can't they're carcinogens. We've got a video on migration sanitation. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if we need to get into that, but it's there if you want it. If you want it, it's there. I'm like blockbuster video of horror. Like, what do you want? What do you What do I got? <laughs> what do you want? What do you need? What are you in the mood for? You trying to get laid? You trying to get paid? What are you trying to do? Trying to untraumatize yourself? <laughs> Man, a lot of this stuff is nonsense. All right, this is probably worth bringing up. Conservatives are still going to conservative here in Canada. Before I go, I'm going to, you know, the ADL stuff because it's just interesting. It's a real interesting turn, it's a real interesting development. Before we get to that, <laughs> this is the conservatives again. Because it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything, right? It's just a word. When they say conservative, that means the people that like that word, they're trying to get them to vote for them. That's all that means. They don't... They're barely human beings. I don't really... I'm not even sure they are. If we develop a way to test for a soul, I would definitely surmise that the greatest... <laughs> the highest percentage of, of soul, you know, absenteeism... In the human race belongs to professional career politicians. That's probably, you know, it's up there. Journalists, a lot of them are very goblin-y. Uh, I think they have souls, but they're very, like, tiny and black. and They're like, you know, some kind of little scurrying, you know. It's down there with, like, a scorpion, you know? It's got the soul of a scorpion or something. You know, it's very negligible and vicious and gross, but... And it's there. These people, though, they're just devoid of anything. I don't know what. I don't know if there's anything in there, but evil. Guess what? They're doubling down on funding the anti-racism plan. You know what that means? Anti-white people and left-wing groups. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Oh, good. The conservatives, the progressive conservatives. You know what progressive means? It means progressing into hell. Into the global agenda that takes us all to hell. 
That's what progressive means. We need progress and we need to be progressive. Has anyone ever asked where we're progressing to? Because progress suggests a goal or an end state or we're trying to achieve something. What is that? What is that exactly? Do you know? Oh, they know, all right. Looks a lot like uh, looks a lot like the Soviet Union. And they're getting there. But instead of ripping apart the country at the seams by class war, they've just because so many middle class people are, you know, well off and, you know, well looked after. They've decided to come at it from two angles by disenfranchising and destroying the middle class and, and, you know, disempowering them as much as possible while importing an alien uh, source of manpower with which there will be a confrontation. And then we can, you know, divide the population against itself uh, that way instead of the rich and poor. The rich versus the poor is what they did in Russia because they had that. uh, And that was an an obvious way to do it. So they're going to... That's what they're doing now. <laughs> we need we need diversity. We need a million billion more people. We have nowhere to live. We have nothing to eat. Everybody's broke. We need a billion 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 more people. Why? I don't know. I'm getting paid to say this. Or the ADL will fucking be mad at me and try to cancel me. The government believes anti-black racism is deeply entrenched in Canadian institutions, policies, and practices. Deeply entrenched. The least racist country on planet Earth has deeply entrenched racism. Get the fuck out of here. Anything for a fucking dollar, these people. They will say Anything for a dollar. They don't believe in any fucking thing. All right. Yeah, maybe I should talk about that. (laughs) Meanwhile, this is also going on. Some schools are like, yeah, no no whites allowed for kids' playdates. Literally, straight up. Yeah, just... They say, for black, brown, and API families. So, like, BIPOC. Anybody that isn't white can should come. Oh, yeah? Huh. Excluding children now. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't be racist, you guys. By the way... Just so you know, those of you of a certain age, Generation Z, you're the last. You will be the last generation of people in the United States where, where white people were a majority. You, right now, it's that close. It's like ten years away. Not even. I think Canada is at like seven, seven years. I think some people even estimate five, because they're d- dramatically not count lower, <laughs> undercounting the amount of people here. We found out Wednesday. There's a million more people here than there should be. A million. They undercounted by a fucking million. That's like four of the city of Halifax of people just somewhere in the country. Hundreds and hundreds of maybe thousands. There's arrest warrants out for violent criminals. and We don't know where they are. They're still coming in wide open. It's just going to make everything worse and everything harder, more difficult. 
That's the point. Sam Hyde said this once, that America isn't dying, it's being murdered. Big difference. It's not dying of old age, it didn't get cancer. Like Canada and Australia and New Zealand and Great Britain and France and Germany and Italy and everywhere else, somebody grabbed a hold of it and started shanking it and brought it down to its knees, and they're still give just giving it to them. Like, oh, well, I guess I'm dying. Yeah, it would appear that way. Any minute now, if you feel like... Uh, you know, do much of anything, but can you? How much longer can this continue? Look at this. So you should know that today. Some of the other guys, the many, they're sentencing a lot of these uh, January six guys. Joe Biggs, you might remember, was a, was kind of a popular guy. He was on Infowars for a while, years ago. He was a uh, an army sergeant, I believe, in the Iraq War, and. He was there as one of the Proud Boys. He was sentenced for walking around the Capitol building 17 years in prison. Conversely here, you have BLM Antifa hero Malik Muhammad of Indianapolis. He got 10 years. Not for walking around a building, but for using a homemade bomb to try and... <laughs> to try and commit mass murder in Portland. His local bail was set at $2 million, and Antifa paid to get him out. He got 10 years. Joe Biggs gets 17 for walking around. This guy gets 10. He won't do that many, and they'll probably appeal it. <laughs> Maybe they can get it thrown out still. Poor Malik. He needs support. He only fucking... Only tried to make a... Only tried to blow up a bunch of people, right? He's only literally a terrorist. This was during the George Floyd riots. And that's the largest sentence any rioter received, really. Anti-white activist groups covered his legal fees. That I have no doubt. Who helped me with my legal fees? Oh, you guys did. The, the average man on the street, like us, like we're all we have. We have no power, no help. No one's coming from anywhere to help any of us do anything. You can only, and you should only, expect resistance from everything. If you don't get any, that's great. But when you do, you shouldn't be surprised. They fucking hate you. <laughs> they hate us all. And they turn us into this. Check this out. I live in Ontario, Canada, and I just paid $20 for a tiny little bag of grapes. The other day, I paid five bucks for two apples. Two apples was $5 at the grocery store. I just saw a carton of eggs for $10. Like, what? I don't understand it. Like, I don't know what's happening with our country, but it is rapidly declining. The cost of living is astronomical, and the federal government is absolutely crushing the middle class. I don't know how anybody, if, if you're making less than $100,000 a year here. Uh Imagine being one of these people, and I honestly can't, I don't know, because it's been so long, and, and have no idea. They literally don't, they have no idea why this is happening. They have no idea what's going on. All they know is they can't afford anything. Imagine what that would be like. 
Like, you didn't see this coming for years. Literally years. Tends to happen uh, when the, the people running your home and managing, like I said, this is going to affect you. So you th- this $10 for eggs and all these other things you, you talked about here, um, this is the price of you not paying attention. When I was talking earlier, like, how are you not paying attention to this? Oh, I don't care about that. I watch reality TV and I fucking, you know, jerk off all day and I don't. Yeah, well, then you're going to get blindsided with crazy shit. Like, wait a minute. Why is everything a million dollars? Oh, you didn't hear? You don't know what's going on? Uh-oh. What? She's like, I don't know how anybody's. She's not wrong. She's like, basically, you need $100,000 to have a stable, normal, middle-class life in Canada. Just a middle-class average person. 100k would probably set you in like the normal if that makes sense that like that's how much everything costs now i don't know how anybody if if you're making less than a hundred thousand dollars a year here um i don't know how you're doing it i think a hundred thousand dollars can allow you to maybe pay your insane rent um and your basic bills and necessities and then you have zero dollars left over at the end of the day to like do anything so basically if you live in canada you live to work to pay bills and pay taxes and that's basically it so yeah i want to leave and i don't know where to go but someone urge to bail out intensifies like there's literally rats fleeing the ship now like people are fleeing like they can just tell they're operating entirely on instinct they don't need to think of anything they're just like oh geez everything's getting shitty i'm leaving simple as that the smart people have all gone the smart rich people i knew they're all gone all of them have left the country they're in Mexico, they're in South America, they're in Costa Rica, they're in America, they're in all over the fuck. But they're not here, they're not spending their money in Canada, they're not employing anyone in Canada, they're not investing in Canada, they don't live in Canada, and Canada loses all of those things. They lose all of that. How many times over from how many people? And that just makes everything that much worse, doesn't it? All the adults and capable, resourceful people, they all leave. Great. <laughs> Great. So the situation just becomes more 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 insane. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um Jenstein says he wants some trank. No, you can't have trank and form a statue pose. My B and B is open for you, sir. I don't I don't know what's going on over there. Jensen's going through something. Salty Rob says, hey, kids, sorry I was having an evening with the wife and kids. Just wanted to drop in and say thank you. Seriously, I mean it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. We're having a time over here. We're having a great time. We're, uh, you know, going over, do- we're going, we're going over some documents, you know. We're going over stone cold, you know, day-to-day conversations inside the inner workings of the RCMP and CSIS, and it's the doozy. It's, huh, you know, it's, wow, we're really... It's really like this, huh? <laughs> oh, I can't wait to do And I don't even know. It's been two and a half hours. I haven't looked at my phone. I don't even know what's in there. There, There is probably, and there's so much more. It raises some very, very serious questions about some things going on in this country. And there's... 
if anybody cares at all, you're going to have to find out what the answers to those are to, you know, like I said, make correct, make accurate, uh, correct decisions. So they're, you know, I think some of the adults are going to be coming online here soon. Because, uh, you know, nobody wants to live in a fucking, nobody wants to live in the circus that they're bringing us all into. Uh, Vesta discovers says, I got nothing to say, but thanks for your work. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's what I have to say to the thing that you had nothing to say. Better than that Harris super chat. That nearly derailed my whole fucking thing. I almost had a nervous breakdown. I almost had to cancel everything. I would have deleted my whole website and channel because of that. Fucking Harris. You know? <laughs> Just being turned into a villain for no reason. <laughs> GB Max is trans... No, oh, no. Nope. nope. Trans milk mayo delivered by bees. That would never happen. That's the only reason I could read it. I'm like that's the bees would never agree to this. None of the bees would do such a such a thing. What? There's the there's the cricket again. That's good. Wallbanger says you need to uh, you need a hole in your desk so you can have the staff in it staring at us all of the time. I'm not sure when that chat was sent or what I was talking about, but it sounds ominous. It sounds strange. It sounds... I don't know. We're going to we're gonna have people look into it. <laughs> Rams... All right. I got you. All right. Am I all caught up? I think so. Good over here. Good over there. <laughs> Do you look like a retard, Kevin Spacey? You're an anonymous incel loser hanging out by yourself on an empty kick channel that hasn't killed himself yet. Who, who loses? <laughs> I said yet because it's inevitable that you will. Because this is what you're doing with your time. Mindlessly being in places no one wants you and no one exists. That is a fucking huge tell. And his, and his, his internet handle, his username is Alpha of Sigmas. Man, this guy is definitely a no joke. He's definitely a serious character. I better watch my step. I better be careful about Alpha of Sigmas on kick talking to no one by himself. Oh, man, the internet's a good time. <laughs> you have access to all the fucking... All of it. The crazies and the fucking... All right, we all caught up. What else is going on? ADL, right. This is the thing. These people suck. Actually, before, let's talk about them. What is the Anti-Defamation League? Well, it just so happens, Edgy has you covered. Let's zoom in. Enhance. Now, hmm, what kind of... Should there be a soundtrack to this? Maybe I should just read it. What? What is this? Harbor Tool Surprise, your free gift Pittsburgh tool set giveaway. Oh, that's definitely real! I better click that and give them my credit card, definitely! Fuck, who fucking opens these? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the ADL, he says, is the most powerful censorship organization in the world. It was founded in 1913 as a project of the Masonic Jewish supremacist group B'nai B'rith, and now uses its vast assets and budgets to censor social media and attack its opponents. Hashtag ban the ADL. 
Its inception came after the trial of Leo Frank, a Jewish business owner who was convicted of raping and murdering 13-year-old Mary Fagan despite the crowd breaking or the, despite the record breaking millions of dollars afforded to his defense from Jewish groups Hashtag ban the, ADL. the son of uh, Leo Frank's defense counsel attempted to place the blame of the crime on a black man Jim Conley and used racially derogatory language to attempt to impugn him the vast amounts of evidence exonerating Conley and implicating Frank led to his ev- eventual conviction Frank was lynched by an angry mob after his sentence was commuted from a death sentence to life imprisonment. This was a- <laughs> the people of the town weren't satisfied that he would only be life in prison. He needed to die, so they lynched him because he was a pedophile. Things used to be a different way, you know? Anyway, it continues, this was after a lengthy trial where evidence was believed to be planted against the black man Conley and virtually no supposed anti-Semitism was present. Bob takes Frank from jail. Look at this headline. Fuck! What happened to the old Leo Frank case? Well, an angry mob came down the street. An angry mob? That's what I said. You you heard what I said. I'm saying what I'm saying. I'm saying an angry mob, see? An angry mob of people came down the street with high-waisted pants and rimmed, you know, low-brimmed hats. It was 1913. Like, how does this happen? How does an angry mob... Do you imagine that happening in Canada? So, like... We have arrested Pat King. Oh, no, wait, we didn't. Never mind. The convoy people just broke into the police station and took him back, I guess. Like, <laughs> no, what? Ha- all an angry mom came and took him away. It's what happens. It's part of. <laughs> what? A, diff- a different time. It was a different time. Anyway, the ADL, he continues, rewrote history on this subject and took a real story of social justice with a privileged criminal attempting to frame a black man in the early 1900s South and the public siding with the black man instead. Consider this, right? You're in the racist South of America in 1913, and the crowd thought the black guy was innocent. Right. And turned into a guilt trip of lies for power. Here you can see some examples of this. There recently, oh, he was lynched, the poor guy. It was Everybody was against him. He goes on to say the ADL moved on to other controversies, including spying on Martin Luther King Jr. on behalf of Hoover's FBI and having their headquarters in San Francisco in New York City raided by police, revealing profiles on thousands of citizens, most of it believed to be obtained illegally. Justice was not served, meaning no one went to jail for this. They're just casually spying on thousands of people illegally for the FBI. Oh, well, I guess. There's a reference to Jonathan Pollard, who was recently pardoned and sent back to Israel. The ADL has the power to memory hole their sordid history as they distort the history of Western nations and target any person or group who challenges their authority. Elon Musk, owner of Twitter X. Can we just, what are we going to call it now? I'm going to call it Twex. Twix. Is one of the few magnates who resist the ADL's agenda. He actually, uh, is responding to and engaging uh, Keith Woods and his campaign here. The ADL are the most super, uh, most powerful censorship organization, and they are viciously uh, Jewish supremacist and anti-white. Share the hashtag ban the ADL to help convince Elon Musk to remove these tyrants from his platform. Take notes of dissident political influencers who ignore it. Indeed. Actually, I think Chuck Posobiec and Charlie Kirk briefly tweeted something about banning the ADL, but then deleted it. Not sure what else. But yes, Peterson, Rogan, Candace Owens, and so on. Why are they all so quiet? 
Everyone knows about these people. Everyone. And yet, certain folks just don't want to talk about it. Why is that? ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt uses his vast connections into all sectors of society to take away the free speech of his political enemies. Sounds like someone else I know in Canada, doesn't it? Doesn't that, guys, are you getting it? You know what I mean? It seems like there's just some kind of similar kind of crossover behavior. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Touchy subject. We got to be careful. He has a long list of those he wants banned from social media. Really? Well, let's just hear what he has to say. This is probably just hate speech, Edgy. Y'all are proving somebody like Kanye, right? Because Kanye says, hey, Jewish people have all the power. And then he loses everything. Well, look, the, the, insidious, the insidious nature of anti-Semitism and these tropes about power is Kanye can say these things. Jews have all the power. They're controlling everything. And if we don't get him, you know, if we don't deal with that, the myth spreads mm-hmm. and it takes root. If we don't get him and if we don't deal with him, that's not a really good way to illustrate that you're powerless and you're a, a vulnerable group. When one individual, who is a billionaire, by the way, and a very, 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 very popular and famous hip-hop artist, one would think that a very vulnerable, persecuted group would would do very well to even grasp the surface at having anything to say against that guy. They would have to really pretend. Instead, they could talk about it like, well, we better crush this super famous, super popular billionaire. We better get him. Huh. Tro- and what did he He just said something, tropes about power. Like, in the same breath, by the way. I'm just going to play this again just because... It, this is a real sentence that was said in real life. Y'all are proving somebody like Kanye, right? Because Kanye says, hey, Jewish people have all the power, and then he loses everything. Well, look, the, the, insidious, the insidious nature of anti-Semitism and these tropes about power is Kanye can say these things. Jews have all the power. They're controlling everything. And if we don't get him, you know, if we don't deal with that, the myth spreads mm-hmm. and it takes root. We better get him. He's saying things that are definitely not true. So we better just destroy him. And that'll prove that. <laughs> anyway, continues, share the hashtag and educate yourself on the nature of this organization and others like it. Search American Pravda, the ADL in American society on the Uns, Uns Review by Ron Uns. For an in-depth historical analysis with citations about the ADL and its evil. There's a picture of Mary Fagan again, the 13-year-old victim. It seems Elon Musk is taking notice, and he's actually, uh, yes. ADL has tried very hard to strangle Twitter. This is another angle that Keith has brought up, that um, the ADL got to work on ensuring his promise of a free speech site would not come to fruition. They even warned Twitter was now on death watch. Why do these people get to threaten and extort social media companies like this? Elon Musk has put Twitter on death watch, says the ADL. Really? Who are you to say, are you going to get him too? Are you going to get Elon now? You have to deal with Elon? We're going to have to deal with Twitter? 
What does that look like? Obvious criminal gangster guy? Who has a fucking pile of money and just decides he could squish billionaires whenever he wants? Definitely not powerful. Death Watch, huh? All right, I guess. And one of the other uh, part of Twitter's own terms of service is that if you're using the platform in a way to attack someone's financial viability, basically you're trying to use it to like go after, stop them from getting paid and stop them from making money. Uh, that's what the ADL is doing all over the place and doing it to Twitter now. So by Twitter's own terms of service, they should be banned. <laughs> now... Anyway, it's nice. It's just nice to see this is getting out into the open. People are finally starting to talk about this horrible, disgusting organization um, that has been doing really shitty, fucked up things for a long, long time. And, you know, Evan really won't like that. The Canadian anti-hate network really won't like that because if you're in Canada and you're starting to want and and the SPLC was, was mentioned recently, um, if you're familiar at all with any of these organizations... Understand they are all basically the same organization. <laughs> they all do the same things. They all act in the same interests, and they behave very similarly with the same similar kinds of connections, the same MOs, the same standard of operating, and the same procedures, and the same verbiage, and the same... It's all very, very, very routine. That's probably going to end up being a problem for them. And just so you know, The, uh, the government issuing updates on its implementation to the Emergency Act. Because the inquiry, see, it called for change. And they're like, oh, right, right. So we better, we got to do some changes. Now, what are the changes the government of Canada is going to make? Is it about how and when we invoke the Emergency Act? Like, was it, you know, what conditions? No, no, no. They They want to do things like, Implement, oh, this is what they've made progress on, rather. Identifying and protecting critical trade and transportation corridors. Interesting. Improving the security of the financial sector around the use of crypto assets, money laundering, and terrorist financing. Considering policing reforms, including the RCMP reworking its information sharing capabilities across law enforcement. So, what the government says is that they're working on updating the inquiries calls for change to the emergency act and what they've done is taken steps to implement vulnerabilities that they themselves displayed when the emergency act was implemented suggesting not that they're trying to imp they're trying to cover up or they're trying to insulate themselves and do a better job the next time they invoke martial law and make it harder for you to operate. So they know that identifying and protecting critical trade and transportation corridors, so any future blockades, convoys, these are not going to be possible because we're going to neutralize that angle. So forget that. We're going to make all that illegal as fuck. You're not even going to be able to talk about that or you're going to go to jail forever. Improving security of the financial sector around the use of crypto assets, money laundering, and terrorist financing. So things like Give, Send, Go, GoFundMe, crypto trading, any way that people were... Because as we know, the convoy, that was one of the things they tried to do. It was cut off the money, which would have ended the... You know, the I'm starting to use their words now. Would have ended the, pro, would have ended the demonstration. 
So we're going to go ahead and change that. We're going to need to improve some security around the way money moves around this country. Okay? And we're going to do some reforms on the RCMP's information sharing capabilities. Because you know what? Just too many leaks were getting out, weren't they? Including yours truly. Too many cops were... Too many leaky ships. So... We're going to have to review that. All, all things aimed at making your life better, right? This is all obviously for public interest and totally not government interest. Obviously. This is what they've been working on. And as you can see in the next sentence, you know, the minister says, our priority remains to keep Canadians safe and protect our democracy. That's, yeah, that's, that's, what, this, that's what this is, right? It's keeping you safe. It's keeping you safe by protecting you from any democratically allowed protest ever happening again is is what it's protecting you from i i guess i didn't you i didn't know we needed protection still considering law changes i bet they are never let a good crisis go to waste right government scum right government scum like when you make up genocide claims all this land acknowledgement crap, all of this UN drip momentum, all of this, and the, any of you know, Australians, there's some, you know, they're back and forth. Some of the guys in Australia watching, you know, and, and vice versa. They have the voice down there in Australia, this legislation they're trying to pass in here that's really going to undermine the country. Uh, there's a, UN drip is what it's called here in Canada. It's like the same thing. They're doing the same thing here. It's the same playbook. It's the same kind of crap. Uh, but we get this whole, uh, we got this fun story where there is systemic genocide. On the uh, on the residential schools in Canada, um, so then they started doing. They had to acknowledge the land, and they had to apologize, and this and this has to go on and on and on and on and on. You know, building momentum, essentially guilting the Canadian public into adopting this narrative because to say or question any of it just makes you look like an asshole, right? There's these stories of these abused, which did occur, of these you know native um, people in these schools, and you know the talk about the abuse and the so on and the trauma, and you know all the politicians. Oh, we're going to apologize to them and give them you know all yes, all well and good. And what's really going on is extreme changes to our laws are being made on the backs of legislation which claims there is a fucking genocide that never happened, though. You, you want to do your touchy-feely, hug each other all day, feel your boots, knock yourself out, I don't care. But uh, what are you doing with this? What What is this? Oh, we need to uh, radically change our fucking laws and give tons of power away and centralize tons of government power because there was a genocide that didn't happen. Come again? Because, as I've been saying, show me a bone. No one has yet, in two years, been able to produce a single bone. You've produced some people that had shitty goes in shitty schools. That's a far cry from genocide. Which would be a stain on all of Canada forever. You're suggesting that my family... My ancestors, we're all bearing some collective shame over a genocide. And you have no evidence of this claim 
But you're going to really use this as momentum to try and force legislation through and all these other reparations and whatever the hell fucking else you've got going on. Trying to change the national anthem. We're on stolen native land or whatever the hell you're going to fucking say. This is all predicated on this genocide hoax. No bones. Lots of places checked. Can't find any. Literally just sticks and stones. Two years. No, no gen, nothing. Two years of horror stories about alleged mass graves. At a, and, oh, and they're going to make this illegal, by the way. Some of the law, some of the proposed law changes that are trying to be get into the House of Commons and be debated on and passed right now would be to, everything I've just said would be illegal. This is this would be denialism. You've heard of denialism, right? You've heard of the technique of denialing, denying. You know, you've you've come across it before somewhere. I'm sure. Other people have used it for other things. That's residential school denialism. Well, before they do that, it's important to remember that there is not a bone been found, but yet the government, the politicians, the status quo, the media, they'll all write stories and articles about how horrible I am, insisting how disrespectful and how racist I am, except there's no bones! But feel free to focus on the important things, guys. A series of recent excavations. And they specifically pointed to mass graves, right? This is kind of part of the problem. These these mass graves have been exhumed and there's there's no human remains in them at all. So your whole story is now a story. It's just a story. I don't think excavated 14 sites. I don't think so-called anomalies were first detected. 14 sites. I don't think we should be legislating the future and the future of our children based on a fucking story you made up. That's just how I feel about it. I asked you, how does it feel? That's how I feel, though. And that's how I feel. That's how I identify. And that's what resonates with me. That's how I feel, though. And you have to accept it, or you're a bigot. You're a they-them that gets trafficked at school after the... <laughs> woman has filed a lawsuit against Virginia school district alleging it's clandestine support of her daughter's decision to change her gender identity. Resulted in her being threatened, bullied, and ultimately trafficked by sexual predators. Oh. Like, the progression. Again, big picture. It's not... Like, that that happened is horrible. But for that to happen... A number of failures had to take place. So many things had to happen for that girl, those people, for any of that scenario to even unfold realistically and actually happen. We had to go from way out there all the way in here. A lot of changes had to be made to society. A lot of social engineering and careful you know, massaging of public opinion. Censor this, promote that, boost this, trash that. And now we're in a place where this happens 
and it isn't in a movie. So, near and far again, this is a story, its own individual thing. However, you will notice there are many of these. More data points, more trend lines, more obvious momentum, direction shifting. It's all, uh, it's all very important to keep track of and not look at it in a vacuum. That's how they want you to do it. I'm not sure what that guy was talking about the, uh, that sent that in the Super Chat, but uh, I think that's what he was getting at. Um, Jensen says, Kick gave you six seventy-five. Buy another pool. I know. I got $6.75 from Kick. I'm rich. How do you know about that? <laughs> How? Did I post that? I don't think I did. How does... Who have you been talking to? Or maybe I did. I don't remember. Uh, he says, for the cricket... Thank you, man. He's going to pay the cricket. The cricket will have lots to eat. I was worried the cricket had died, but it seems like the cricket is, is okay. I think we're doing good. Are we all caught up? I think so. Time is it? Time is it, Mr. Wolf? It's time to go home. It's time to go home. Almost. Just going to make sure. One last... One last spin around... Oh, it's a nightmare. There's nothing good. <laughs> All right. So, well, let's... <laughs> it's gone viral. It had over 100,000 tweets uh, before I sat down. And this is this is interesting because... This puts Elon in a position where he has to choose a side. And on the one hand, the easy thing to do is to do what the ADL wants and just, you know, ignore that. However, he will be fully exposed as someone who plays double standards and is willing to be put and can be pushed around uh, by these lobby groups. And he isn't serious about because they are flagrantly blatantly violating Twitter's own <laughs> that's one of their researchers. Oh, you too, Keith? This is a researcher who says I'm uh, anti-Semitic. Yeah, me too. That guy's an expert. That's why his head's so big. There's so much data in there on how much how much how much expertise he has. Yeah, they didn't even think that a sitting president should have a voice on here. Why should they be allowed to stay and coordinate financial attacks against the company hosting them? Good question. He's quoting JF here. 50,000 tweets as of early Friday morning. It was well over 100,000 by the time I sat down. Now, which way is this going to go? Because there's, a, there's obviously the right decision, but there's going to be consequences if he does it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to force him to take a side. Imagine he bans them. And what would they do in response? I have absolutely no idea. And then what would that mean for the rest of them? What does that mean for the SPLC? What does that mean for the Canadian Anti-Hate Network? What does that mean for all of these other lesser offending, but still offending, satellite organizations of the ADL? Because surely if they're bad, why stop there? Why is this behavior tolerated at all? Elon Musk is a very mainstream figure. I, I mean, 
we're we're trending into an interesting time period. I I, I have to say, and this is the last thing I'm going to cover before and we'll get out of here because it's late and I started late and I'm, there's a fucking giant bird here. <laughs> I mean, it's it's literally come to this. You could say, how did it come to this? Yeah, just how did it come to this? But it but it came to this, and it came to this just in the way that we said it would. Because why wouldn't this happen? Chicago residents rage as illegal migrant housing takes over their neighborhoods. <laughs> Cook County, the home of city, the home of the city of Chicago and Hyde Park Township, voted seventy-four percent in favor of the Democrat Party in the last presidential election. Here's we're not getting paying attention gets you guys. The city has also been what progressives describe as a sanctuary city since at least 1985, which means that the city government refuses to enforce national immigration laws and often actively tries to interfere with federal agencies like ICE when they seek to detain illegal immigrants. In this way, leftist governments have sought to undermine U.S. border security by incentivizing migrants to enter the country without going through the proper vetting process. Now, surprise, surprise, there's too many fucking people. There's more of them than there is of you, and they're taking over your city, huh? Is that about the long and short of it? This is my, this is wild. Many of these residents say they no longer have any tolerance for the disruptive behavior by those seeking asylum here. It's making them feel unsafe. They disrespect us. They rob us. They harass us. And their patience. These are very black neighborhoods, by the way, too, which I find extra hilarious because it's like, but we're the oppressed minority. Get out of the way. No, no, you're you're no, no. There's you're not low enough on the minority oppression scale. You're native black Americans, so you're not actually, bro. You're about to get actually, bro. The black Americans that were born in America, you're actually a, you're actually an oppressor, bro. You're not the same as the African black bro that just got here, bro, and like the Mexican bro and the Colombian bro and the bro bros and the ISIS bros and the China bros and all the bros. They actually are all. You need to get out of the way for them because they're oppressed. But I thought Orange Man bad. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> now you don't have a neighborhood. <laughs> what can I say? I tried to tell him. Didn't I try to tell him? I warned him. I warned him as best. as better than anybody has ever been warned. I warned him. I warned him just like that. It was a perfect warning. But they didn't listen, and they'll never listen. And now you've got all these migrants coming in. They're coming in. They're filling in. And there's nowhere for them to go. Where are they going? They're going into your house. They're going to go into your house, and they're going to eat all of your chocolate chips. Everyone, and they're not they're not going to pay for it, believe me. They're not going to put them back. You'll never get rid of them. They'll live there for months. <laughs> He's impossible not to like. Fuck you. Let's watch the rest of this hysterical breakdown. Is wearing thin. Let me say this. They got one more time to deal with it because otherwise next time they deal with it, they're going to deal with it from the streets. We're going to take over it. Nobody's going to be able to stop us from what we're going to do. Oh, that sounds like insurrectionist talk there, young man. Do you think you're protected? Wait, 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 wait. You just became a right-wing extremist. You understand that, right? 
All of this virtue, all this shit you did, it's just obedience. You don't believe shit. You're not on any... The minute you try to oppose whatever the government wants to do, they're going to fucking come at you with all the heat just like any of the rest of us. And you think you're fucking... The confident. Well, we're going to show you. Oh, you fucking think so, huh? He thinks all the same kind of support that they have had always had... That it's going to... No, bro. No. No, bro. In general. I mean, this guy could easily be a Trump voter for all I know. But if he isn't, nobody's going to be able to stop us from what we're going to do to him. Much of the residents' anger was directed at. You're going to honk. You're going to honk a horn. The officials in attendance, including 20th Ward Alderwoman Jeanette Taylor, Chicago Deputy Police Chief Stephen Chung, and Family and Support Services Commissioner Brandy Kanazi. At one point, police had to intervene, breaking up an argument during public comment. There's not a single white person in this entire place. Is there any white people left in Chicago? Oh, that, no, that guy looks Chinese. No, there's none. There is, oh, well, there's one. Two. Two. It's two! We did it, everybody. It's two. How many white people are in Chicago? Everyone always wanted to know. It's actually, it's just two. <laughs> At least in that neighborhood. Imagine. Yeah, we're just going to take over your neighborhood, and uh, and you voted for this. This was your fault. And that's the way they see it, by the way. That's the way that the power structure sees it. They don't feel guilty or bad at all. They're like, hey, if you're stupid enough to do it, it's your own fault. You should have paid attention. I'm getting rich. I'm getting rich. And I don't have to do anything. I'm a politician. What are you going to do? Oh, are you going to walk around a building? I'll put you in jail for 17 years. What are you going to do about it, bitch? This nightmare we found ourselves in is the price of too many people not paying attention for too long. And now we're in for it. Now we're in for a fucking hell of a confrontation and a hell of a ride. Oh, well, I'd rather not be bored. Do you want to be bored? I wouldn't want to be bored. You want to farm onions all day and just fucking watch the sun go down? I mean, it would be nice for a little while, but some of us are just... I mean, let's be honest. Some of us are just built different. Some of us... uh some of us need that heat, you know. We we gotta we gotta live, you know. We got you gotta fight, you gotta struggle. Just reminded me of something that I wanted to mention and go over, and then we're gonna leave. You'll like him though. It's a short video. It's not long. He's Australian. So uh, you know, did I share this? Where is it? I hate myself. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Because this is just kind of the last thing I wanted to... It ties in the theme of, like, what is going on? Like, all of this... Well, they're terrorists! Extremists! Vi violence influencers! All of this... <laughs> They've, um... The enemy has laid... Basically greased a trail. Tr broken a trail. Created a path of least resistance... Like how you would create a trench of water on the beach to build a sandcastle. You didn't force the water in there. You just created the easiest path for it to take, and nature took its course. And that's what the police did. That is what CSIS did. And shame on them for doing it. They got tricked and they were because they were lazy. Whoops. 
They trusted people they shouldn't have trusted. They took the the path of least resistance. They went through the low ground. You dig a little trench, you dig a little, you know, impression, and the water goes down, doesn't it? You can haul it all the way. You could do a lot of crazy things with it. You could tell that water exactly where to go because now the water is just following its own momentum. And with each wave that comes in, it actually gets more powerful. But really, what it, that, that path they've created is so they can legitimize destroying their political opponents. They can legitimize destroying people that disagree with them and are pointing out what they're doing and what they're up to. Their criminality, their lies, their thievery, their covering things up. Things like the ADL's behavior. That What they do is they create these little trenches, these little paths of least, least resistance, to isolate and destroy people so that they can't disrupt you know, the rest of what's going on. It's not a it's not a fucking I mean it is. Most of us are just white guys, right? But it's really at the end of the day, as soon as you understand that you you start to perceive the system as like or the established order, whatever you want to call it, this is hostile to me as a human. This is hostile to me, my very existence. This thing is not my friend. It's subjugated. I'm being treated like garbage. And if you start to act against it or talk against it, well, guess what? Now you're gonna find yourself on the receive, you're gonna you're gonna find yourself that someone's digging a trench to you, and the water will just do what it does, won't it? That's what makes you a terrorist. It's not that you did anything. It's not that you said anything. It's who decided they were gonna dig a little water trench to you. Check this out. Okay. This is a. Very interesting little. I came from a good family and I still just rejected everything and went into radical politics. I actually went into crime first, you know, like I was <laughs> in prison before I went into politics because I, I just didn't think anything was fair and I developed my own. I love how honest these guys are. Like, that, there's just, once you accept it and you're just, yeah, there's no point. Just, yeah, yeah, I was in prison. I was, you know, I ate a bag of chocolate chips one night. <laughs> anyway. He's going to tell you a story about how he became a terrorist and uh, let me know if you find... I feel like there's going to be some similarity. Maybe not so much going to prison, but... Uh, you are where you are, or some of us are where we are because uh, we don't think right, according to, according to them. So we have to be fucking destroyed. That's the world you're in. Isn't that nice? And I still just rejected everything and went into radical politics. I actually went into crime first, you know, like I was in prison before I went into politics because I, I just didn't think anything was fair and I developed my own rule set. And I followed my own rule set before I followed the law. This was when I was younger, obviously. I didn't like anything about the system. The fact that we were raised to believe that the only way to own anything is to get into absurd debt as early as possible in life. I didn't want to be in debt, you know, and I didn't want to uh, obey some company policy and sort of forego my own autonomy in order to just make a meager wage each week and then try to save. I was never mercantile. I was never a merchant, right? I was always looking for challenges, you know, looking for someone to push to see if they would push me back. And I was looking for the biggest person to, to antagonize to see what kind of resistance I could incur. I know what you mean. And, you know, the person who ended up being the biggest or they are actually also the easiest to antagonize in my experience was the current popular culture system government itself so i suppose there's 
there's different examples of big agree you know there's different reasons for why people would go into politics dissident politics radical politics and for me it was just that i didn't like anything about the mercantile system and the obedience that it demanded to me it was just uh it was an intolerable system to live under and i i wanted to ruffle some feathers shake things up and see if i could induce some kind of change change that would you know perhaps result in some sort of society that would not just glorify swindlers liars and cheaters people that are into marketing and sales that maybe we could live in a country or a system again that would actually respect things like honor and strength dignity how you're conducting yourself at a high level of honor because those things don't seem to be valued anymore actually they seem to be laughed at and now we have a society full of people who laugh at the concept of honor because it's not profitable then they act shocked when they find knives in their backs funny enough i was one of those people that found knives in my back i was just talking about it the other day there's a knife in my back tends to make you ask questions tend you tend to wonder about that you tend to ask questions about that And basically, when you boil down what he said was, if you just look at it as like a as simple as possible, I was born, I got here, everything seems unfair and fucked up and bad, and bad people are this. No, I think I, I'm going to try and do, fix this a bit. I I don't know. I, fuck these people. I'm not I'm not okay with this. This is fucked up. Yep, I share that exact same sentiment. And why wouldn't everything be fucked? Look at this place. Is he wrong? There's no, uh, is, is honor a value at all? It's so wild sometimes these, how these streams tie th things together that I don't intend to at all. But they just seem to have a way of doing it on their own. Are we a society that values honor anymore? Are we a people that regards honor as like a currency? Like someone with a lot of honor, a high amount of renown, like that person is really fucking, you know, are they afforded? The, does that even exist? Do we even know what that is? For God's sakes, most of the so-called conservatives walking around, they pat themselves on the back and call themselves conservatives. We're going to get the libs out. They look at somebody like PP and they think that that's your guy. That's your that's your champion, really. There's no, there's not a shred of honor in that entire place. That place is nothing but sellouts. It sold you out, me, everybody. It's selling our futures every day. The premier of Ontario is making backroom deals with billionaires to sell out the whole. More, faster, legally. What are you talking about? A society that valued honor and placed that above other things, like how much money you could make and what you were worth, that was the, the standard to achieve and chase. That creates you know high aspirations. That, creates, that makes people shoot higher and aim taller. Stand taller. A society like that, a society that valued honor and thought it was important, because it is, to a healthy, at least for us, for us to be healthy and live in a world that makes sense, because this is a lot of what's causing us this mental stress, is that this place is completely fucking backwards. And if it wasn't, if we valued honor and we placed any kind of currency or premium or, or cared about it at all, Jessler Rochelle... Would have died with a Victoria Cross on his chest. But he didn't. Because we don't. We care about not offending people. 
We care about trans drag queen story time. We care about making sure everyone's included in the national anthem. <laughs> we care about spending billions and you know, endless amounts of money, hundreds of millions of dollars on investigating people's feelings being hurt, investigating genocides that don't exist, dumping money to stupid, pointless causes all over the world that has nothing to do with this, when most of it we know is just being funneled and siphoned off by the people managing it. They're just fucking stealing. They're just stealing. We're paying more for less than ever before, and they're doing this. All I can hear is literally the cricket. So what are you going to do about it? He's doing his job. Make noise about it. It's not okay. This is fucked. You're allowed to say these things. You're allowed to express your opinion, and you're allowed, and you're entitled to not be pushed around, shoved around, and treated and talked down to like an ignorant fucking peon. Like you're nothing more than a, than a surf on a farm somewhere. And you should be happy you have anything to eat at all. That's the attitude they give you. You have every right as a sovereign human being whose ancestors, fathers, and, and beyond suffered immensely so that you would be able to live that kind of a life and maintain that kind of a life. And we're all just giving it away to the people that deserve it the least. not always a sin. Sometimes it's necessary. Appreciate you. Had some laughs, made some people cry, but now it's time to go home. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you, and I'll see you next time. Hope you have a great weekend. Drink water. Exercise. For God's sakes, is it even plugged in? It's cause I care. The sergeant yells because he cares. That's why he does it. Thank you very much, RaisingDissident.com, for all my social media links that I barely use because I'm shadow banned on all of them anyway. Telegram t.me slash raging dissident ii two in Roman numerals. It's an IQ test. Substack and all that other stuff there. And the group.shop. Derek's limited attempt.
We can't have this. We can't have this. The Griff Dodge Shot. Thank you so much. Six of the Tyrannus Pro Patria. See you next time. a cracker before Get the fuck Give me that Get the fuck out of Get out of here Get out of Phil He was supposed to be in his cage Well I Larry probably would have let him out Why aren't you dealing with this Fucking Cosby No he could He would find If there was any way to molest a cricket He would figure it out That guy's depraved He's a man He You've seen what he's done, Phil. You're often holding the camera.